Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 445. Terry Miller, disc golf guy, alongside Johnny V. In studio yeah you are here right next to me you're back from your world travels you're back from gosh thailand singapore i mean bend bend oregon yes yes i'm not gonna say Vegas, you're, Arizona. you're a massive disappointment but yes i've with with being in places like samui chiang mai bend tucson phoenix Las Vegas, all in the last five weeks. Yes, next to you. I get that. In a 30-degree day here in Wisconsin. Yeah, let's just say I've, I've had better. <laughs> I don't believe that, but... <laughs> yes, yes, I definitely have. So welcome in, everyone. Of course, we're back at it. 4.45, as uh, we're going to have tonight's special guest in Gannon Burr. I, Gannon Burr... Honestly, I, I feel like at this no. point, he's just sitting around with a microphone attached to him. Why and everywhere Gannon? he what? goes, he just presses a button. What did he do? <laughs> he's, he's been in the news, apparently. And uh, I'll be the first to admit, and, and this is not a secret to any of you, uh, I have not consumed any of the other places where he's been. I know he's been guests. Nope. And he has chimed in and uh, given probably some great insights. So if you're going to hear any questions from us tonight, they're genuinely because we don't know the answers. Uh, and there may be something that gets repeated. But we're going to have Gannon Burr. He's... Talked about joining us roughly within a half hour or so. Uh, he had some other obligations tonight uh, that were going on, as I believe he's down in Waco now already. And uh, we're, we're going to get him when we get him. But he did say he'd be able to to uh, step inside the smash box, I think is is the phrase we still use here. So welcome in. Uh, we'll touch, of course, on the Memorial Championship presented by Discraft that just went down over the last few days. And then uh, gearing up back on the Disc Golf Pro Tour scene. This upcoming weekend, as I just alluded to a moment ago, Waco, Waco annual charity open going down. And as I was just discussing with one of my daughters uh, tonight, who I've now got the pleasure <laughs> to see again. Uh, you have a family? We're, we're coming up. We're about five days short of really everything that was shut down uh, three years ago. 
Yeah. And for me, and sorry if you've heard the story, but for me, um, one of the specific timestamps for me was the fact that we were standing uh, in a near, I was standing just outside of a trailer, uh, a camper trailer that we were using as one of our production trailers and lodging headquarters in Waco. And Mo was on site. Uh, Mahmoud <laughs> Barani was on site. And that was before we had a, even a different format to how we ran the live shows, but that's for another day. Oh, a so, younger Mo. Uh, yes, a much different, younger, less mad Mo. And uh, maybe not mad. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, we were sitting there. He was working on something. They were working on graphics. I had just arrived to town uh, uh, on that particular Wednesday. I had uh, gotten down to Waco, and they were working on stuff for the next day's show. And at, it was right around that time when the the news headline that it hit was Tom Hanks and his wife have COVID and they're in Australia. Yeah, they were down in Australia. I and they have that. COVID. I'm like, okay, whatever that means. And then as we're still there, and Mo, who used to work for ESPN and did a lot of uh, basketball-related things over there, big basketball fan, all of a sudden said, he just turned. He's like, dude, they just stopped a game in the middle of the game. They just stopped an NBA game. I don't remember the game, which is is funny. Obviously, we you know we're not going to get political, but we don't know. We didn't know then what we know now, and it, the the whole thing seems insane to be like now. You would say, "Oh, well, why are you stopping a game?" Knowing what we know now, but back then, I mean, this was the you, first you, real days. Of you, it. you had no idea what was going on. Yeah, and so as you said, this is not a, about to go off any uh, any other political tangent. But the real the real point was the fact that this was the Waco weekend where it was happening. I, I distinctly recall uh, that Throw Down the Mountain was going to be the next weekend. We were going to complete Waco. Some players were going some places. I was going to go cover Throw Down the Mountain, just as I'm going to be doing in a few weeks. Uh, so that uh, largely remains the same. Of course, we had uh, some Norwegians. We had the Finnish players. Uh, I remember getting a picture with Hannah and Evelina uh, that particular weekend as uh, everything was just in complete disarray and uncertainty. And we knew that we were going to play Thursday's round and Friday's round. And then ultimately, they ended up trimming back and not playing Saturday's round. And we only cut the event to two rounds. And that was obviously just the start of then what was to become. But people were so, displaced and disheveled. And it was it was the official. And people were lined up outside of the gates. I think that's one of the most vivid memories of outside all Outside of uh, like yeah, hole 16. Out at, the, out at the Beast. You know, we've been, we've been working for all these years to get as many spectators and fans ever mm-hmm. is to tournaments. Like, you know, we could never see a gallery outside of 500 people at any large event hardly. And now we have all these people that were showing up and we were starting to get this traction with the Disc Golf Pro Tour early season. And then we're like, nope, you can't come in. We're not letting any of those people go near any of the players. It was just complete uh, uncertainty. So to, to bring this all together, what you're saying is that it requires a pandemic for your family to see you. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, then I <laughs> to went shut home. Terry down, it requires a pandemic. <laughs> That's the only that's way the, you're holding me back. It's the man. only way we're stopping. A worldwide shutdown is the only way you turn off Terry's work. Until June. And then, then we got right back on the we tour. Got, I mean, it, it was a nice up. little vacation. So a really funny story kind of relating to you, Terry. You and I have had our uh, ups and downs in relationship with Reddit in general. Mm-hmm. Um Pros and cons, you know, you win some, you lose some. This past weekend, there was a lot of appreciation for think for what you were doing out there. All all the different, um, easy Philo, um, all the different things that you were doing. 
And so I saw them and there was a re, I would say a rehashed meme of you as a sideline reporter, mm-hmm. which had been out a few years ago. Yeah, that came out around D Glow a it, couple years ago. And which, which I, again, but it was being, it was turned as a more positive light this time. Like, oh, look at this. Yeah. You know, we, we have this qualified guy, this and that. That's all good and fine and dandy. Today I got a message on Facebook from, uh, I guess you'd call him a friend of mine. He's my uncle's brother. So my uncle by marriage, mm-hmm. his brother, he sent me that meme on Facebook. And I was like, he doesn't play disc golf. He, he knows of it. He's our, he's our age. I think he's a year older than us. Maybe, maybe two. He sent me this meme and it was just like, check this out. LOL. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that. How, how did you see this? He's like a friend of mine from Madison posted it on uh, his wall on Facebook. Mm. And so a friend of his from Madison, I didn't ask who it was, must be a golfer. I don't know in what context. I just got the biggest kick out of thinking like this meme now has made it to, we'll say, the normies, the the people who don't know disc golf, the people who couldn't pick out Paul Macbeth from practically you or me. Mm-hmm. And he had yeah, because he doesn't know me, right? He he doesn't know you. I, I don't know if he's ever met you. And I don't like him. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever met Corey Diamond or not. Yeah, but I met Corey. Yeah, yeah, you did meet Corey. So I, anyway, just in general, a, a a funny turn of events today. I looked at. I just kind of yeah. chuckled. I was like, huh, look at that. I'm gonna be big time someday. Maybe you are. Maybe someday. Now I am gaining officially gaining traction in street cred with my kids and their friends. Of course, they're 14 and about mm. to be 12. You've got, again, a lot of street cred based on how many subscribers both of your YouTube channels have. Yes, that was exactly it. I'm uh, sure. They, they were impressed. I told them to to, to peep the subs, as they say. <laughs> and sure enough, uh, I somehow impressed my 12-year-old today. She looked and she's like, 90,000. And she's like, the first question was, are you going to get to it by the end of the year? I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't I, I will honestly say I don't care. Of course, there's there's nothing. Um, there's no magic. Yeah, at, when you hit yeah, hundred thousand, magic it's just, happens. You do get a neat little plaque, but that's cool. Um, and then my fourteen year old also exact same reaction. The first thing she said is, "Are you going to get there this year?" I'm like, "I don't know." The memorial's a big push. I will be covering a couple of really big events in Florida the next couple of months, uh, next couple of weeks, I should say, with Throwdown the Mountain along with Tallahassee. Those are both going to be post production. But as so many of you already know, I, I don't put my heart and soul into the disc golf guy channel like i did in 2013 Mm -hmm. before live came along before the disc golf network before smashbox that's when i focused so much all of my energy really on those things and now my channel just gets touched occasionally uh for some events that i'm contracted for so nonetheless uh yeah i'm i'm you know that 12 to 14 year old crowd you, you've you know if you could just get them to have all their friends that's sob, exactly. I'm so, just that's, so i shared that with kenzie <laughs> you're probably watching kens uh and then kenzie and then like an hour later i said kenzie it went up like another hundred today and since i showed you that she's like yeah that's because i sent it out to all my friends <laughs> Like, I don't think so, but uh, I, all, all of her TikTok subscribers, yes, exactly. So followers, uh, nonetheless, or whatever those are. Uh, thank you guys. Yes, um, I, I did finally get a chance to peruse that post last night uh, a little bit. I do appreciate so many kind words, and uh, I say it all the time. I clearly, I'm not doing this for a for the money or b for the appreciation. Hey, in the must post. be the money. <laughs> but um, it is it is nice that every once in a while um, there there can be some. 
uh, positive accolades sent yeah. my way rather than just it's it's almost now become a yearly post. It's always around the memorial because you're the only one that tends to cover it. Everybody else really takes a week off. They take a break because they're just getting into this long grind that's about mm-hmm. to happen. I mean, we've got, you know, I think three of the next four weekends and then we take a break and then it's like another three out of four yeah. and you got silver. So they're taking a break and you're just kind of like, all right, giddy up boys, let's go. Uh, yeah, so it's I, almost a, a yearly appreciation post for you. So it's uh, it's nice for me to see. I'll follow that up and say uh, next year probably not going so hard. I I'm going to kill myself if I keep going at that at that level and effort uh, trying to get out what we did. Unless unless and this is no no secret and I, a few of you have reached out and I appreciate it. Um, unless I get more editors, Cam- camera men aren't the challenge as much anymore. But I need more people that want to like anxiously sit down and start editing this as soon as the round is done because there's only there's just literally not enough hours in the day for me to do what i was doing and that's why i just i'm gonna okay need for editors. a small fee i will come. somebody asked today somebody <laughs> and you want to talk about the laugh of the day somebody wrote on my youtube in the comments uh so does johnny do like all the editing for you i'm like no johnny's never edited for me no no and well that's never- not true i have but very i mean we're talking tiny like i think a total of two rounds i was maybe. just gonna say like nine holes out of the the 16,000 yeah. i've posted yeah I, yeah is hardly uh, Portland, I did uh, two or three rounds, yeah. Yeah, and Beaver State, yeah, and Beaver, yeah, Beaver State, and I think I've I've helped out with one or two other ones, but honestly, it's so little. Um, just because I don't have the experience, I don't have the speed. I could do it, but you're hired. The, you're hired. I, 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 honestly, next year, if if I keep stepping back more and more from the pro tour, I'll have more time for you, Terry. We'll get back, get the gang back together. Oh yeah, things will get wild. Well, <laughs> then I'll finally get to go out and enjoy Scottsdale. Like uh, we no. Used to. Uh, well, only if I get to go out too and do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. So uh, with all of that, thank you. Uh, videos are posted. There's going to be some still more content, yada, 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 all that stuff. Uh, and I've got other events that uh, have worked with me to get that are also looking to get caught up. We were able, even though I was in Thailand, we were able to still film the uh, Maricopa Open event. Mm-hmm. And it was known, it was all agreed upon that it wouldn't get released immediately because I was in Thailand. But we do have that footage and we do have it rough edited. So now that's going to be, you know, one of the next projects to get knocked out as well, along with a bunch of other stuff. So, And Blake says, John's stepping away from the DGPT slowly. It's like, I'm slowly backing, I'm slowly backing away. I'm like Homer Simpson in the meme into the bushes <laughs> as they get much better at, you know, taking care of Gary can handle virtually everything these days now with, with a lot of the stuff I'm, I'm needed less and less i still love to direct um i'm just doing it less and less and i'm focusing less frequently less frequently yes i'm i'm doing uh i've got oh, i think what's the next one i'm doing maybe not the maybe it's music city is the next event i'm taking and then after that it's champions cup and then i'm really slated more for the end of the season mm. so it's just i used to do them all now I'm focusing a little bit more on skip ace and doing a couple things. Um, speaking of which, speaking of skip ace, off to a great season, great start. Um, we've got a few things that says we're the owner says the owner. Yeah, uh, I have to. Yeah, we've got a few great things that are still kind of uh, behind the scenes that you guys won't notice that are rolling out. But what you may have noticed on this particular podcast feed was a new skip ace podcast that I'm doing. I'm going to try to roll these out Mondays. Maybe I'll record them Sunday night. Monday it depends on the type of uh, research that i can do 
actual research. I I wrote up like a three page script for the first podcast. It was wow. I know it was almost Scripting, like the that sounds crazy. It was almost like the first couple episodes of Smashbox where we wrote things out and then we, uh, well, we had, yeah we actually had a segments we had segments and and things like that. So I, I I wrote that out. I put it out on the on the Smashbox feed. It's it is it does have its own feed. I posted it out there. I submitted it to Apple. It still hasn't quite distributed to all the groups. You can find it in Apple Podcasts. I think in the next week or so, you'll be able to find it in all your other uh, podcast apps. But if you're interested in finding it, you can probably take a look at the SkipBase website. I posted it out there. It was in the newsletter I sent out today. No, yesterday. Sent that out yesterday. Um, And so if you're interested in that, and again, it's going to be strictly focused on the fantasy disc golf side. We're not probably talking to guests. We're not doing much. I'm, I'm hoping at some point maybe to pick up a, a co-host or some regular guests that we can kind of bounce things off of. But ultimately, you know, that's that's kind of that. So if you're interested in a little bit more Johnny V and who's not, <laughs> yeah, see, let me get the list ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me check. Um, half of Reddit, half of Twitter. Yeah. Half, no, um, then please, by all means, go ahead and sub to that. It would it would be phenomenal. Um, it's. It's going to be fun and exciting, and I can't promise I'm going to do it every single weekend because there are weekends where I'm going to be working uh, the Disc Golf Pro Tour stuff, but I'm going to do my best to try to get them out as frequently as possible for each of the Elite Series events. Ain't going to bother with them silver events. Uh, just to clarify, you are currently planning on, right now you're doing those alone. I, uh, it's I kind did of a solo. Yep, I did the effort. first one alone. I just more or less wrote up, like I said, wrote up a script, kind of talked about who I thought was going to do well at Waco. Uh, some picks that I had, maybe some people who, before this weekend, when you know, I, I looked the third most picked FPO now, Caroline Henderson, of course, little super low rating, huge potential, phenomenal player, um, and and out I didn't Texas out of Texas, it makes a lot of sense, but she was one of those, and it's like, oh, you can get a lot of value out of her, you know. I, I said, don't pick Ricky, even though he might be playing. His wrist is still an issue. He's never performed really well at Waco. Mm-hmm. I think I, I want to say his That's best. That's why we don't call him Waco Waisaki. We don't call him Waco Waisaki. Um, so just I did that, that those kind of things. I did a little analysis on the the players. I pulled up. I even shared a spreadsheet with the world Damn. if they want to see of Your the some of the data. Sharon. I I did, and I I won't do that every week. Well, I will do that every week, but only for the podcast listeners. Probably there'll be a link in the you know, podcast. Share the spreadsheet with the podcast listeners that can't see it. Yeah, because there's show notes and stuff they can look at, and they'll okay. probably be a so bit. So you're saying there's vi- there's clearly video. There's no video. It's only audio. Because I do actually a little bit of editing on this podcast. No, but I'm confused. That means you're. Sh- how do you share? You you I, talk about what's on your spreadsheet. I talk about what's on the spreadsheet, so you're and then I'm not showing a spreadsheet. No, but I'm sh- I'm sharing the spreadsheet okay. so they can get a link. Because oh, with, I did you know with Google Sheets, Terry, you can share things for people. Google is. They're crazy. They're taking over my life. I know. So I, I will be sharing those spreadsheets, but I think that'll only be for the podcast listeners. So you'll have to listen to that if you want access to all the research data that I'm hopefully going to be bringing up. Um, and that's all we're going to talk about that other podcast. What else, okay. Terry? Uh, well, I was just going to say I'm I'm excited to eventually get back to now that it's been such a long journey. I thought I was going to be able to do some drop zones while I was out and uh, traveling around. I had equipment to do so, just not really the, the literal or figurative bandwidth uh, most of the times to pull it off. But uh, I, I may be dipping back into a few of those. So 
<laughs> like we're here plugging all the other individual things we're doing. Yeah, well, I mean, we usually save it to the are, end. We yeah. save it to the end to plug all our stuff, but we're gonna no, we're gonna, we're gonna plug good. it a little early now. Uh, but this, uh, you know what, Terry? I'm gonna get a couple things ready because this tonight we promised is going to be a night of giveaways. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So I've I, I pulled out one or two um, things that I think we're gonna give away tonight. One of which is. One Ooh, of these old e- extremely rare discs. Um, these are one of the first early Dimax discs. This is a shield, which is a DD putter. Uh, the guys and gals over at DD sent this to us when we first started the podcast. So I think probably seven years ago. And we've got a handful of them. And I've pulled one out for just just for tonight as as a fun giveaway because we've been kind of neglecting the giveaways since you've been on the road. Anyway, because there's kind of no point in sending Terry that information when he's on the road because he's not going to do anything with it because he's on the road. So ultimately, I'm going to give away one of these. And I think I'm going to give away, I think we're going to give away uh, a disc member box as well as one of these Paul Macbeth signed uh, Paul Macbeth Foundation discs I'm going to, we're going to give away tonight. So some really, really good giveaways tonight. I'm not going to lie. What, what? And if you want to be eligible, you can go to patreon.com slash smashbox TV. If you sign up, I will I will pull the list in about five minutes. You got five minutes to sign up. It is like 922 or something, I think. Yeah, central. 9, 922 central. So please, by all means, sign up at patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Get your name on that list. Um, I've updated all the credits. I did that yesterday. I actually reorganized the studio a little bit, which you guys can't see. And it's that's like fine. housekeeping up in here. It is awesome housekeeping up in here, but. We have, uh, I'm, I'm sure we've got results to talk about, Terry. We, we can, do, and we I'm going to talk about them. We're going to start, because we're going to have Gannon Burr here in just a little while, I'm going to start on the FPO side of things. Uh, of course, you saw some of the coverage from there. Well, hopefully you saw all of the coverage from there. All four rounds we were able to, to go and capture. Um, yeah, two rounds at Fountains and then two rounds over at uh, Vista. So... Uh, I will start with our just by quickly reading off our top 10. Uh, there were 10 women that made the cut. Therefore, all 10 of those women got paid. So I'll quickly read through them. Own Scoggins, Jennifer Allen, Anakin Sten, uh, Natalie Ryan, Maria Oliva, Violet Maine, Jordan Moens, Hannah Stavanovich, Raven Klein, and rounding out the cash line was KK Christine. Christine King. King. That's a classic so name. Great to see her out there as well. And uh, yeah, so. Really, Owen Scoggins clearly just took care of business throughout the weekend. Uh, if you know anything about she, Owen, you're she not owns the memorial. Too. Yeah, she does. Well, except for last year, I kept saying that she was uh, trying to defend her title from last year. She, she missed didn't. Last year. Yeah, she didn't actually win it last year. However, uh, the year before, she did win it. So that's where my confusion set in. I did make the adjustment and the clarification at one point. But yes. At your 3.30 check-ins? Your yeah, 3.30 no, a.m. check-ins? No. Uh, maybe that was one of them. But uh, also, I made it on the on the coverage. Uh, last year, uh, I, I don't know how I forgot this, but Kristen Tatar had one last year, and it was actually her daughter's birthday, I believe, the very day that she had won it. So Kristen being last year's champion, the year before that, it was, in fact, Owen Scoggins. Owen, who in that year, uh, back in 2021, took down both the Shelly Sharp as well as the Memorial. So nonetheless, Owen Scoggins, your champion here again at the Memorial. She came in as the highest rated woman in the event and then got off to a really good start uh, out at Fountain Hills. That's where she did plenty of the scoring, but then she carried it on. Uh, Fountain Hills, I feel like, has a, a few more birdie opportunities for her, but she 
didn't necessarily rack up a ton of birdies throughout the weekend if she just played really solid and didn't get a lot of bogeys. She obviously got a number of birdies. I mean, she shot 18 under uh, throughout the four rounds, but uh, it really felt like she minimized her mistakes more than anything. Jennifer Allen, who really made a charge in the last two days, uh, specifically uh, out at the Vista course, she made her charge there, and that's where she finished in second. Anakin uh, Sten, I keep so wanting to say, you want to say Steen. Everybody wants to say Steen. and it's, that's how it looks. It's how it looks. S-T-E-E-N. And you're, you're, you're not the only one because I've listened to a few other podcasts and they're all saying Steen. So the fact that we're saying Sten, it bodes well for us. I, I read it elsewhere uh, that it is, in fact, Sten. Uh, and I think, well, I don't think, I know her husband today reached out to me on Instagram and just said, thanks for the coverage and you're very welcome. Uh, I think they got married just, yeah, they, they had gotten married since, I mean, she wins a, a silver series and he's like, I'm going to lock her down. And that was a good call. Solid move. Yeah. Uh, I believe they got married in the fall of last year. She had won that in July. Uh, they were at that point already engaged, of course. And then they uh, got married last year. So uh, awesome to see her finish in third. And then Natalie Ryan, I said in fourth, of course, it was a weekend of conversation that I'm not going to uh, dive entirely into. I will just say for the one millionth time, I, I wish we could have some just just civility. That's that's all that I ask for. I, I understand everyone has an opinion. I may agree with you or I may disagree with you. That's not really relevant. I just wish, first of all, the civility, empathy, civility, whatever you want, all of the above, just like acting like adults when you make a post that is the first thing i wish and the second thing i do wish is or would love to clarify regardless of what your opinion is again whether i agree or disagree or the world agrees or disagrees you'd be shocked that we don't need to hear it for the four thousandth time i think (laughs) that's one of the surprising things about this is is that uh, no matter what the conversation is and and i'm not just talking clearly about natalie I'm, i'm talking in general it's it's amazing how the repetitiveness that people come to the table with when they really, really strongly want to feel like they want to get their point across. And I think my only challenge to anyone with regards to any conversation has nothing to do with um, uh, transgender competitors. Even next time you come to the table or you make a post challenge yourself to make it original, to, to bring something new to the table. And I, and I, and that is a very, that is something that I've tried to do more recently uh, to be cognizant of and conscious of is if I'm going to make a post, I want at least a little bit of originality and a little bit more thoughtfulness to go into the post. No matter how impassioned you are about the subject, try and make it original because repeating the same points over and over again just gets really obnoxious. I have two comments. One, um, I, I guess we'll talk. I'll, I'll go into the one about the comments. Do you remember when all we could think about with uh, FPO comments was, man, I just wish they would stop being such gross dudes in general. Like they used to always comment. There used to always be comments on looks and bodies oh. and figures. I feel like that's really gone down a lot. And we are now into other more heated slash political debates on comments. I stayed away from the FPO comments in general. I, 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 just had no interest in getting into anything there. Um, my second comment about this past weekend is, and just so you can maybe set the 
record clear. Did you did you personally walk around with the FPO? I did not. Okay, so I, th- then no. you don't know the answer. I was going to say, it, could you tell if there was a vibe on the card, if everybody was upbeat and happy? I mean, having Natalie come back for what feels like, may, the, well, it's for sure the first time, but what might be temporary, what might not be. I, I didn't know if you had any sort of inkling as far as how the rest of the field felt about it or not specifically, but just a, a, a general vibe at the event. Yeah, it, it's really tough because obviously this continues to be a highly debated topic, which um, everyone is is very opinionated on. And so whether it's directly or indirectly, there's conversations, there's murmurs, there's um, very, very uh, blunt and overt things said. And then there's, I feel like, uh, you know, murmurs and whispers and everything in between. Um, I, I couldn't read too much into it from what I saw other than that, uh, you know, someone like Owen, I feel like is just a cheerleader all the time. I don't know if Owen's perspective or right. how she feels yeah. or, you know, it, and I'm just using her as one example who is on the lead card every single round, uh, lead or feature card. Um, so I couldn't pick up on it, but we've also seen um, a couple of women that made strongly worded posts today very specifically uh, talking about uh, how they feel I uh, in terms of uh, transgender competitors, uh, some of which were playing in the event. And again, I can fully respect people's opinions and takes on it as long as it's civil. And, I, uh, I missed, I missed those. Some, there were some very specific posts, uh, one that was made today or yesterday, um, you know, with someone that said, um, I fully support transgender comp- uh, people. I fully support everything, um, I, I, but I don't feel like they should be playing in the same division as me as a, an FPO player. And I can fully understand and uh, uh, appreciate the, the fact that they want to make their posts and their opinion. It was also very uh, professionally and eloquent, eloquently worded in the sense that like, they were trying to convey a point without just going straight to name-calling and or uh, sure. being overtly rude. So well, that's... A step. It's a step, you know. If so, if, if if the if the general public can follow that sentiment, by all means, please, the world would be a better place. So, uh, and we'll continue to see. Of course, this conversation in general is so much bigger than anything we could talk about here. In the sense yeah. that we've got the, obviously there's the pending yeah, lawsuit the, coming yeah, up in lawsuit California and everything else. And I, I have no other take on that. Um, I, I don't know if it was here or elsewhere where I said maybe even last week, like. You're over the line, though, if you're sending death threats. And uh, that's exactly what she had experienced yeah, uh, recently. Well. So I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Do, do you know what got more attention than Natalie Ryan this weekend? A player over in the F, or in the MPO field. Jacob Curtis. <laughs> cupcake. Or, yes, Cupcake. Yes. And I saw more posts about him. Then I saw about Natalie Ryan, True. people were, I mean, people were upset at a, the time he takes and B uh, that I left, uh, understand uh, that we left some that of that you, that you in. left it in there and you commented on it, but then also the really cool shot he had off the, off the ceiling off or the off the roof, roof yeah. of the building over on hole 11, mm-hmm. uh, at, uh, at Vista. I think I've hit that building before. I would never I be able have. to get the top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have that type of power, but I'm fairly certain I've hit that building. Um, and there was some feelings about mr curtis just 
Like, yeah, which I I tried to convey, and I will. I I've always conveyed this. I we're gonna have him on in a few minutes, um, and I've and I've said it to him. Gannon Burr has clearly been known to exceed his time limit. He's been warned. He's been stroked. Nicola Castro, anyone, and and I cannot state this enough times that this is nothing ever personal. Whether I'm saying it or or someone else is saying it, I have no ill will towards any of these people. Same thing. Like I, I just ask that uh, that they they follow the rules that are in place. We can argue about again. We can argue about the rules if they're good or not, or need to be changed. I think that can be a conversation or adjusted mm-hmm. or or extensions, and you know, a million other conversations that have been had. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't like the personal attacks on him. I would just like to see him hurry up and be within his thirty seconds. I'm sure he, I mean, he clearly he knows. knows. He, he knows, knows. It, it. it is something that you're going to have to deal with. It's something that I'm sure he's going to work on. Nobody wants to take that much time, especially on like 20 foot putts. You want to go up and just jam them in there. No offense to him, but there's clearly something broken. Like yeah, he's talked about like having, it's some, having some yips, some and yips and mental some anxiety. things. And, and it's just, he needs to get over that. He needs to find a way to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's young. He'll do it. It's a matter of time. It, and it sucks that we have to that we have to wait through it at times. It be nice. That's that's just what I want to say to everybody all the time. Yeah, same nice. same same concepts apply to him. I he's not a mean in fact he's, he's seems like a really nice kid. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He always has been. I think I've known him for more than 10 years. Uh, uh yeah, just an absolute pleasure and, and, a, and a great human. Uh, his dad also, super nice, always has been supportive of everything uh, mm-hmm. we're doing here. Yeah, yeah it, again, it's nothing personal, but like you said, he's going to have to figure it out as to if it's an anxiety and or some kind of just mental block or whatever the case is. Um, and he's, yeah, going to have to address it. Otherwise, he's uh, somebody I read somewhere else that somebody said he he's definitely aware of it. Uh, he he doesn't necessarily know, realize it obviously at that time when it's happening that he's taking so long, but that he holds no grudges or ill will if somebody calls him on it either, and and uh, I, I think that says a lot too that he clearly isn't doing it intentionally. I mean, let's face it, no one, no one in the world wants to yeah. stand over a, a thirty-two foot putt for forty-nine seconds. Like <laughs> nobody wants to be doing that, no matter how good or not you are as a player, you don't want to be doing that, but. Yes, uh, there there was some conversation about that as well. So, and then yet again in in this example of him, it brings up some very valid and some not so valid, in my opinion, um, you know, points and counterpoints to what is our rule? Does it need adjusting? Who should be enforcing it or not? You know, a lot of people were saying, well, the PDGA really needs to be out, like. PDGA marshals are not at this A tier event. They're, we're we're happy that we're seeing them more, and there's more of a presence yeah. at the I almost called them national tours at the Disc Golf <laughs> Pro Tour events, the Elite Series, and the majors. It's great that we're seeing more enforcement and and uh, presence from the PDGA officials at those. But not every single A tier can then have uh, an endless supply of officials that are out there on every single hole at every single course. That's why I think at an A tier. Any spectator should be able to call you on anything. Spectators, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's, I mean, listen, I'm full of great ideas. Uh, so anyway, yes, part of the conversation for sure. Yes, most of it was trimmed 
most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few times where we're, where we left them in there, and somebody said, "Why would you do that? You're you're punishing the viewers." I think we're what we're doing is trying to give a perspective. You're informing. They're informing and trying, and we're not even picking on them. We're just trying to give a perspective. Well, you did when, once. When, when, <laughs> you well, poked at him a little bit. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I just said I was. We were ready. Um, no, but the 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 real the real thing is, I feel like you can say to somebody, "Oh, somebody's slow." Like you can say that. Oh, somebody plays really slow. But then when you like genuinely experience it, then you're like, okay, now I understand what the world is talking about. Mm-hmm. And that was what we were trying to do. Ev- even in the live broadcasts that we have, a lot of times we have, we'll have a player that maybe takes a long time, whether it's a, a notoriously long player or maybe somebody that just had a problem getting into a position and this, that. We trim that out for you guys a lot mm-hmm. of times. So we'll, we'll go to something else or we, if we know... A great example, and maybe you won't be able to unsee it after you see it, before Eagle drives, we almost always cut to another shot because we know that when Eagle steps up on the tee, we have 26 seconds that we can at least fit in two short putts or maybe another drive. So you can almost always tell when Eagle is going to come up next because we will cut to an, uh, another shot, throw it in there, come back to Eagle, sometimes live. Sometimes if we're a little slow, we'll we'll have to do it in like a five second replay. But you know, we cut a lot of that out for people, even live, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, exactly. And and that's to say that when you know somebody, like you said, is within their time limit, but we don't necessarily want to watch that twenty six seconds mm-hmm. of of warm up or that twenty three seconds because you have time to cut to other shots. There's a number of players uh, that we can do that with, even from a live capacity. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, uh, that is all part of it. All right. It looks like Gannon has reached out. He said he is uh, working on getting all set up and Great. will likely be joining us within the next 10 minutes or so. So just to give you guys a little bit of heads up there. Uh, so that's what we saw. You know, of course, there's a lot of conversation. Some people really love the idea of still seeing the memorial, knowing that it was kind of an iconic event and mm-hmm. that it's been around for 35 <laughs> years. Plenty of people then still come back and say it's a boring Heiser Fest. That's fine. I, I would think you would just turn it off. Like, if you really hated the course, I would think I would just turn it off. But I, I guess the alternative is to post and say, I really hate this course, and then, <laughs> then continue to watch. That's I really hated hole 7. I hated hole 11. I hated hole 16. 16. and 18. <laughs> Damn it, I hated it. I hated the way you put up the scores at the very end. Like, okay. <laughs> Thanks uh, for your view. But... Um, you know, it is it. I'm going to just say it. It is what it is. That's what Arizona golf in that area has to offer. If you don't like it, I'm not mad at you for not liking it. I I don't know that we, we need to hear how much you don't like it, but that's fine. Um, very mixed reviews as to, you know, some people that really love it, some people that really don't, whatever. Gannon, as I'm sure he'll tell us um, without putting too many words in his mouth here, he really enjoyed it. He, he thought I've, it was fun and a, I, and a good place. And I know it's easy to say, oh, you know, I had a good time when you win. He said this to me uh, after round two. He said, yeah, I really like being here. I don't know why I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that may wear off after a few years. Who knows? Uh, but that's, I, that's what that area in this time of year has to offer. I, I, I feel like you're going to see a number of pros cycle in and in or out 
uh, of that event as to depending on what their schedule is. There's a lot of pros that were excited about the idea after maybe having an all-star weekend, then having a weekend, a four-day round at Vegas to have essentially you know that extra week to get down to Waco. As mm-hmm. I said, it's 19 hours in a car, not in your RV, but 19 hours to get from uh, Las Vegas down to Waco. So I saw a number of players just kind of take their time to do so, and that makes perfect sense as well. I've said for years, I don't have a problem with the memorial. I love that it's at the beginning of the season. I love that we get like Vegas, the Memorial. They're great quote unquote warm up events for the players to get back into a routine, back into a rhythm. They're, they're not super challenging as far as um, hitting gaps, mm-hmm. but as far as wind and OB, I mean, there, there's plenty of it. You, you need to be able, you need to be on with your hyzers. And this is a really good, I always thought these were really good events to kind of just get the tour started and get our players kind of, tuned up a little bit uh, for the upcoming because for Waco as we know 50% woods 50% kind of park golf you're in for you're in for a treat coming up if you like uh, if you like watching people suffer yeah so uh, as they of course head over to the beast so uh, great great place to be great place to start out and uh, as always I say it all the time you know a part of the reason I enjoy going to Arizona besides the the very uh, pleasant weather that I'm often gifted with, uh, just so many incredible supporters and people, and and just the network of people that are there uh, are incredible. So thank you to all of them. Uh, I do have MP40 coverage. I may have misspoke at one point when I, you know, I, I said it would come out after the event, which will is definitely going to be true. I, I may or may not have said it exactly when. Um, it's it's not getting done this week. So if stop holding your breath. If you were expecting it this week in some perfect world, I wish that it was all ready for you and that we had four more rounds of completely edited and commentated coverage, but that's not the case. In fact, I may get it to a point where it's all fully edited and then see if there's a couple of other masters that maybe even played in it that could take on the task of doing the commentary mm-hmm. as opposed to myself. I would I would welcome that in a heartbeat. So uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do, but expect four rounds of masters golf, which is going to be also pretty high level golf as well as as you would expect and before he jumps on and joins let's kind of talk about mpo real quick we'll go through the top 10 there we got obviously our uh, our guest who's about to join us gannon burr wins in a playoff a two-hole playoff where he he parked the second hole and the other two players were not able to get close enough to anthony brella had a putt but couldn't put it in and unfortunately aaron gossage uh, hit a little earlier and was not able to put in what was like what an eighty or ninety footer or something yeah, like that, something of that nature. nature. He just really didn't have a good look. Yeah. At him. So uh, Gannon Burr takes that tied for second. Aaron Gossage and Anthony Barella fourth place. Isaac Robinson fifth place. Adam Hammes. Uh, then Cole Ridalin, Cupcake Jacob Curtis, Drew Gibson, Andrew Marweed tied with Andrew Presnell tied with Alden Harris. So all three A names uh, tied for uh, ninth place, and then tenth uh, place Luke's or I'm sorry twelfth place Luke Sampson. So yes. that's kind of your top of the MPO division. Obviously, we're going to get Gannon in here a minute to talk about how he feels about the memorial and stuff like that. But it'll be uh, it'll be some really exciting stuff. Yeah, and uh, this this event, like we saw at, back at uh, Las Vegas, also features a cut, which I've always been a big fan of, especially when you have 
a four-day event, and then it ultimately trims down to three. Looks like they took the top 40 out of 98 players uh, on the FPO side. I, I believe it was 10 out of 23. I don't know how all that math checks out, but it's probably roughly about 40%, give or take a few people. Uh, and in the Masters, there ultimately was 38, com- 39 competitors, and they had taken what looks like uh, 16 so that's all, yeah, a little more than a third. So yeah, probably right around 40-ish percent, which I believe is one of the standards or the rule. Tim Quartz out there says, unsubbing from the disc golf guy over the MP40 outrage. That makes perfect sense, as you're saying it sarcastically. Uh, <laughs> good call. Uh, as I was just alluding to, I'm, I am so thankful to the guy, everyone that helps out this weekend and as well as everyone's patience, but... At a certain point, what I feel like really hurt some of the overall viewership this weekend is the fact how that much the, you're putting out. Yeah, is the release schedule is hey, if you're not used to or or so many people watch the post production round and it's used used to be I'm just going to say noon the following day, but you had FPO that was released at 9 a.m. but then MPO that wasn't released till five or six p.m. I know that sounds minor. But I think with the way our disc golf community has been kind of trained and has been led down a certain path for the most part now for these last few years, just overall habits, I feel like with a release schedule of so many events, I honestly feel like that was a detriment to, even though I had so much more coverage than normal, the part of the reason the viewership was hurt was because there was just all this coverage coming in all over all the time. Yeah. I, and I, I know that sounds silly, but I, I and of course, no, not I all agree. the big names were there. So I know Eagle, Simon, Ricky, those guys all it, pull in the views immediately. So I understand that as well. But I just think this this challenge of these releases. Now, I wasn't releasing something at midnight and, and I, you know, and then I'm bewildered. But the fact that if you're not on kind of this standard release schedule that we've seen from our other channels that are able to get out one round the next day, I think that actually Fs with the algorithm a little bit. It, it might, and it just might like I saw the I follow your posts. I you know, I, I saw the the page release things. Some of it was I want to say confusing, but it was like, oh God, an, another round. What is this? Is this Chase? Is this uh sure. is this lead? I, I think that honestly had a little bit to do with it too. There was so much coming in that maybe you just kind of were overwhelmed and you lost track of what was going on. And you, you're like, all right, I'll get to that. I don't know what that is, but I'll get to it. <laughs> I would say if you were to ever push this type of content again, you would probably want to rethink your um, your release schedules mm-hmm. and and m- maybe bunch some things or something along those lines. Yeah. But that that's a whole different business discussion we can have later. We're going to talk about the Lone Star Disc presents the 21st annual Crunch on the Concho. Or Crush. Or Crunch. It's crush, but I can say okay. crush. I was just crush say. on the concho. Uh, thank you. This is in San Angelo, Texas. So oh. we've got some players that kind of made it to Texas a little early. Got their Texas swing started. You know, had, you know, hit their Torchy's Tacos. Went to the Alamo. Went to Buc- Bucky's probably. Yeah, hit, there. Hit, hit Bucky's. So uh, taking this one down, Joel Freeman. Joel was, I believe, the highest rated player there at 1037. So he... He won this by two strokes over Emerson Keith. In third place is a name that I don't know if I've ever ridden before, or uh, read before. Jaden Rye, a 999 rated player. Come on, buddy. One more rating point. 
get on that. I'm sure you will after this round. Uh, Jaden Rye takes third place, tied with Nicola Castro. Nicholas Routen, another name that it, you know, 10 15, but another name. And then Casey White, that was all tied for third. Uh, seventh place was Blake Whitehead. Eighth place, Kevin Kiefer, the third. And tied for ninth, Charlie Moore, AJ Carey, and Andrew Fish. If you listen to the Skip Base podcast, you'll know that Charlie Moore was one of my picks for the Waco. He yeah, took, he was. He took 12th at Waco last year, and he is a solid Texas player. Uh, and you know he's currently rated a thousand and four. So much like your Caroline Henderson, you've got a lot bang of ratings, for the buck, huh? a lot of bang for the buck, a lot of ratings points you get to play with around there. But just in general, I think he could be a real solid kind of sleeper pick um, to pick up off of anything. Even even if you're playing draft leagues, Charlie seems to play very well down in Texas. Uh, and then I'll just say that we can go down to FPO out of this and. Eight competitors in FPO. Stacy Ronsley wins this one, taking home two thousand and eighty dollars. What a nice payday! Yeah, not too shabby for for eight players. Amazing. Uh, second place was Hannah Wynn. Is that how that's mm-hmm. okay? Uh, third place was Aria Castorita, and fourth place was Deanne Carey. So we've got uh, we got the FPO field. What a great payout! Honestly, uh, props to you, Lone Star, for for getting that payout. Considering the men had fifty six and the winner took home twenty seven hundred dollars, not a bad uh, not a not a bad weight there. I feel like making a post about how that's not right. It's not fair. I mean, honestly, these gosh, why are we giving women so much money? <laughs> I'm kidding! Uh, I'm completely sarcastic with that. Uh, I do. You, that was a please year send or two all ago, your right? emails to Terry. Yeah, at. no, that was a year or two ago. There was a massive influx at a Texas event. Yes, uh, uh, the the uh, tequila. I apologize. Somebody had yeah. stepped up and and Tito's. Tito's. Yeah, thank you. Had had uh, specifically emphasized that this in massive influx of cash uh, be allotted. Uh, to the FPO division, so the payouts were in, in, incredible. I was going to say insane; they were incredible. And immediately, everybody's like, "Why are they doing that? <laughs> we shouldn't be giving that much money. That's not fair." <sighs> Congrats! Yeah, you, you said it best, Johnny. Thanks to Lone Star and and the entire staff over there, and all the, the other uh, sponsors, Russia. whoever else. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm sure there was a. A group effort uh, along with the TDs and everybody else to to get that to where it did. So congrats to them. That was your MPO and FPO uh, competitors. That was the only other big event really going on this weekend. It was a you know except a tier. Well, except for where Schwebby is. Well, wherever Schwebby is, it's a big event. Egg, that's my point. Schwebby <laughs> getting win 357 this weekend. At this point, I don't even ask if he won. I just want to know just the tell- tournament name because I'm assuming he's won. Yeah. Right? So congrats uh, to one of our favorites out there, Brian Schwebbacker. One of my favorite guys, the Schwebsher. Schwebby taking home win 357. So congrats to him. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Words are easy, Terry. Some days. All right. Okay, has it been the amount of minutes? At least you didn't send out an email to 21,000 people and accidentally, instead of put Waco, put Wace, W-A-C-E, like I did yesterday. Um, the, the Skip Ace 
Is waste even a word? How does that not get called? Because it's capitalized. It was the first word in the subject line when yeah, I typed but, it. But so does it, waste mean anything? I, I have no idea, but I'm I think... find out. Oh, there's a waste conference. Yeah, I'm, I have no idea. But somehow it, it was supposed to be Waco, obviously WACO, and somehow it was WACE. I sent it out, and then I was. it was easy to update uh, the actual website, which is where it pulled the data from. But I was like, all right, well... And some guy mentioned, some guy emailed me, he's like, waste? Really? And I was like, oh, God. Like twenty, I just screwed up in front of twenty one thousand people. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is. That what sounds it is. like a regular night for you. I am taking a look because it says "waste" is a valid word in a maybe that's why I didn't in a dictionary. Maybe that's why I didn't notice it. But I want to know what it means. I don't know. For a thousand internet points, can anyone tell us what "waste" means? Google is not making this very easy. Mm. Don't know. Mm. Not my problem <laughs> all right uh the other i will say internet explosion this past weekend was something that and and i'm sorry if you uh if you if you don't feel this way it's about a disc that 99% of the people don't need the zone os oh no no they're loving it i i, I it's the team, like everybody is loving it sure somebody, somebody they, described it as a the, tilt mid-range. Yes, it's a mid-range tilt. And <laughs> I will never question a I mean, you don't pro. throw like Aaron Gossage. I know. That's why I say I'll never question a pro that wants to throw it. Because they can probably throw it 350 to 400 feet. Or maybe their, their beat-up zone has too much glide. I don't know. But from some of the stuff that I saw online from just regular people, I'm thinking like, you, you, you don't need this. None of you need this. Maybe some of the top pros in our game do, but none of these guys do. So ultimately, the Zone OS was, re- was released from Discraft. It is a uh, an overstable mid-range that is ridiculously overstable. So that was kind of the, the thing. And I know uh, even though right before we went live tonight, I saw a, that there's a big, big, big announcement from Dynamic Discs tomorrow. Um, you're going to want to stay tuned. I have, we have a little insider information. Well, after show is after, if, if it's after midnight, then we should have the news. I I don't think we can do that. Oh, but well, well, what if it's announced at 1201 or something that they announce it and then well, we just stay if, live if, longer. If it's announced, but we're still on the air, then we can talk then about we'll it. Blow that up. We will blow that up. But it, I talked to Emac for a few minutes. It is. It's some pretty, big stuff's coming it's down. Some the pretty pipe. big news coming down the pipe. There, there's your, your little tease. But for now, we're going to get to it because we have a very special guest, and you guys saw what he could do under pressure back at the 2022 United States Disc Golf Championships, taking it down, picking up his first major. He's been in the news for all sorts of things, but this weekend, doing work out at the Memorial, here's your champion, Gannon Burr. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What's up? How you doing, buddy? Doing all right. We just got done at Top Golf, so that was the first time for me. That was pretty fun. All right, all right. Uh, what, well, what'd you think of it? I, I've never been to a Top Golf. I've I've seen people post from there and stuff like that. Did, are you much of a golfer in general? How did you? What did yeah, you enjoy? You well, my family has pretty deep roots in golf. I never really got into it. Um, my mom plays a lot, and so does my grandpa. Uh, but but yeah, I just um, it was actually a lot of fun. So. Uh, hopefully I can do it again because I mean I'm not that good, but when you connect on a couple of them, it feels amazing. Yeah, kind of like golf, right? Uh, when we're out there and you throw that one shot or the 150 footer goes in, or or you know you somehow ace it, whether it's 200 or 400 feet, doesn't matter. You're like, yeah, this is why I come out here. This feels good. Yeah, and I feel like with golf too, like I guess it's kind of the same in disc golf, but when you like connect on one, it just like you can feel the pop out of your hand and. And then same with disc golf. Like sometimes it just comes out faster, and it's fun. It's fun to see. I, I was just kind of seeing how far I could hit it at Top Golf. Uh, <laughs> I got to the net like a couple times, which was fun. That was a couple hundred yards. So, uh, are uh, there clubs long enough for you? Uh, were, mm, I mean, were you comfortable? Kinda, not. <laughs> not. I had to bend over a little bit for sure. I I'm with yeah. you. I went. I've yeah. been golfing really once in my life, and I had to rent clubs from the clubhouse. Some some vendors took me out there and the the tallest clubs they had i'm i'm six foot six the tallest clubs they had were someone who was like we've got someone for someone who's five eleven and i'm like all right i guess yeah. i guess i'll do that <laughs> so by the end of the round my back was killing me because i was bent over every time it was not enjoyable yeah I think- my back's my back's definitely sore <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it feels like the the top golf mentality or not mentality business model is becoming more and more popular. People really enjoying it. If somebody hasn't been there, I've I've been to the one in Phoenix specifically. Right after as we watched, that's where we watched Nate Doss get uh, uh, on Sports Center that very first time ever, all those years ago. Well, explain like Top Golf and kind of what what the you know how it's set up and what they do there. Yeah, so you have like. I don't know. Like, it kind of depends on the top golf you go to. The one I went to only had one level of hitting, mm. but sometimes you have like one. You have one level, two levels, and three levels. So you have like three stories of of different areas to hit from. You have like your little like section where you can chill with your friends and order food and stuff. But uh, you can play different games. Like the game we played tonight was there's little targets out there, and uh, you have about you have twenty balls per game, and you go against someone. And the closer you get to the target, obviously the further away ones are more difficult to hit. Uh, well, sometimes I guess. <laughs> Um, and, uh, the closer to the middle you get, the more points you get. So, uh, that was, that was pretty fun tonight. <laughs> yeah. And then there's different bays and basically you rent out a bay, uh, yeah, either by yeah, the hour yeah. or, you know, or whatever. And yeah, it's just, it's a really unique experience. Now the other, we've got thing, one at the rock now here down in, uh, oh, I didn't hear yeah, it's not either. official top golf. It's like knockoff, it's a knockoff, top, it's a okay. knockoff top. Well, and I'll follow that up Gannon. Were you there that night? Um, it sounds like tiger woods opened a mini golf, uh, location in the Phoenix area. Did did you get over there at any point this weekend? Did you hear about that or no? I didn't, but uh, Danny Bochamp, I think, sent me a picture of it. it looked pretty sick. 
Yeah, so I, I heard, had heard, I think it was open like the first night we were at the memorial, and it sounded like, of course, it was just these insane lines, but uh, Tiger Woods has some kind of a mini golf uh, setup or something over there. So if anybody ever has details, we'd like to hear more about it, because that, that seems like a good way to spend a night relaxing as well. All right, all right, enough of the fun stuff. You won. Good job. How'd that feel? Felt great. I mean... Like, I mean, yeah, being 10 strokes down, I, I kind of, I, I made jokes about winning and I told Alden like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to win. Or I told AB and Adam, like, I'm going to win this thing. Uh, but, uh, I, I didn't really think it was possible, honestly. Um, you know, that same thing I said about all my other wins, uh, but <laughs> somehow, it fi- somehow it finds a way to happen, uh, you know, work out. And I think, uh, I've won three of like the, it's weird. I win like the old tournaments that make no sense. I mean, I won master's cup at day law. USDGC and then the Memorial. I think it was like a total of 85 years the tournaments have been run. So I, I somehow win all the old tournaments. So next up is the World Championships I'm looking for. Ah, there you go. I was going to say that's been around, you know, yeah. roughly, what, 40 years or so. Uh, yeah, the fact yeah. that, you, I mean, you started out at Fountain. You didn't find double digits either round. And, you know, in pretty good. Uh, I shot 12 round one at Fountain. Or one, 11, sorry. Oh, okay. It is. It's par fifty six. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So you shoot yeah. a you shoot a, uh, an eleven, and then you shot an eight. So you were nineteen yeah. under, uh, decent scores. But like you said, you were ten off the pace at that point. Like you you should be shooting twelve to thirteen to fourteen both rounds, right? Is that what you feel like? Yeah, now? for sure. I, I was looking at like fourteen around is about my goal. I felt like. Um, I don't know, Fountain, Fountain Hills is weird because we don't play golf like that on tour, really, where it's birdie or die. And when you miss those birdies, your putting's off. You throw one shot out of bounds, you kind of lose your mind. And I, I end up taking a triple bogey um, in round two on hole nine. And I was one under on the front nine when everyone else is like seven down. And I'm like, well, crap, I'm pretty much out of it. I'm down like 12 strokes now. <laughs> you know, no, I wouldn't have had like a seven down back nine. It's a pretty decent back nine. But um, yeah, I just fix my form over over the night of between round two and three and kind of just see how things were going to roll you know i hadn't had a great round the whole year and to get that 1093 under my belt feels amazing just to know that i didn't like fully lose my game like it's back now and uh my putting felt pretty good today in practice so hopefully i can fully get that back it wasn't feeling really good at the memorial so yeah i I think if i can get my yeah I was just going to say before we get into you know kind of Waco prep and mentality, uh, when you're when you're looking back at the memorial, and I was saying it before you joined us, you know, it was your first time there, first time playing this event, and I said we all know, and you mentioned it as well in the interview that the courses sometimes get criticism because people don't feel like there's enough shot shaping, that there's just too many big wide open hyzers. Uh, do, do you like the idea of you know maybe a little less? Uh, pressure on on tight lines during the you know early part of the season here. I mean, does it bother you the shots that are thrown generally out there at those two courses? Not really. It's um it's a different pressure in a way because you have to birdie. I mean, I, I mean obviously there's players that are more well rounded that are going to perform better than other players. But I mean if it's wide open, we all should be able to get it. And then I mean think about it like the best player. You know, is going to probably play the best in the wide open courses. So, um, I guess I, I guess when you get into the woods, it adds a little more depth. So you see the more well rounded players, but you still have to be a good player. I mean, Adam Hammonds didn't just go eighteen down on the back nine at Fountain Hills without you know just getting lucky or throwing or just 
you know, that's not easy to do. Like not those holes aren't even that easy. I feel like, I mean, they're open, but they're not necessarily too short. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, I say it all the time. You could go out to your local course, play one hole that's 250 feet wide open and, and just throw that hole 18 times. And I bet you don't shoot 18 under. I mean, then that's as easy of a yeah. hole as you're going to find, let alone any of these other holes that are going to be, um, you know, have some hills to them and have other factors along with the pressure of playing in the tournament. So I know everybody says, yeah, they're so easy and it's so boring. Like you said, that almost adds to the pressure. You have to get it because you know everyone else is going to get it. Yeah, I've said that before about deuce or die courses. It's a different type of pressure. But on top of that, the the, the other thing that I kind of dislike about that mentality is you're also usually watching the best players in the world. We're not watching the third, fourth, and fifth card, the, the, the men and women who are going in the water every fifth hole <laughs> and, and, and missing OBs. You get to watch the best of the best demolish a course. So I don't know. Yeah, go to the ninth yeah, card that's like, and ask them if it's too easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I mean, that's there one of the reasons. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much where I was this tournament. I was like basically on the ninth card after two rounds. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's why Fountain Hills rates so good is uh, because you have, especially at the Memorial sometimes, as it's also gotten, I mean, it's had really good ratings in the past. And as you know, you have people that aren't as good in the field. Um, of course, like fountain can actually kind of destroy a player if you're not accurate. And there's a, there is a lot of water. There's a lot of, there's a lot of out of bounds and tight, you know, you're maybe you're a bad putter and you put OB in the water. I mean, I mean, I did that a couple or at least one time, a couple times maybe. Uh, but you know, maybe it happens for them more frequently rollaways and there's tons of OB. So what happens is those bad players are shooting sometimes five, six, seven over. And then you have your players shooting 16 down and, it, the spread's so big, it makes that 16 down seem so good. But then you go to a course like, you know, the Toboggan for Diglo, and the scoring spread isn't that, isn't that big because every hole's like 550 par 3 with no OB. So everyone just takes a par no matter if you're 1050 or you're 950. I mean, a 950 player can get a par on a 550-foot par 3. Um, so, I, like, that's honestly, that's probably why Toboggan's like my least favorite course is just because it's – it's not doesn't I don't think it plays well for tournaments because of the scoring spread. It's not very good. So I think it is good sometimes to have a scoring spread, especially at high level uh, tournaments. Um, it's good to see uh, even the top pros struggle with uh, with holes and you know have them question, hey, am I going to get a birdie or a bogey on this hole? You know, it's, it's scary. It's it adds another pressure and you know even island holes like hole seventeen, hole eighteen at uh, Vista, like you shouldn't miss them ever, but they're always in the back of your mind. Like crap, I got to focus up on this. I can't. You know, you can't exactly throw any shot you want. I mean, they're hyzers, mostly forehand and backhand. But, you know, island holes always give some effect of – I know for me, at least, they're, they're scary for me. Um, most of the time, it does work out. But, yeah, for sure, for sure, scary. What What did you think of the actual fountain? I mean, you're at Fountain Hills. Did, did you experience, like, what a lot of players, they don't realize that when the fountain goes off, the wind picks up? And did, did, it, did it affect you at all during the round? I don't know if I like didn't pay attention or anything, but I didn't necessarily like feel that. I don't know. I could have just not been not paying attention, or maybe thought it was like just normal wind. Who knows? Yeah, I'll admit, for, we had really calm conditions for the two days, so it didn't. Nothing was exaggerated. Oh, that's good. So to speak, uh, by the wind. Sometimes when that fountain goes off, you know, you don't want to be looking at it. You don't want any of the mist to land on your face or your glasses or, or on any of yeah, you. Yeah, that water yeah. is so gross. Yeah, so... Uh, I remember getting my disc out of the water, and it was, like, sticky, even after I dried it. It was so gross. Yeah. So then that was one of my follow-ups. Between the two courses, between 
the practice days and the the actual competition, so all combined, how many discs were left behind at uh, either of those two courses combined? How many did you leave? One. Whole, whole one at Fountain during round two, and that's it. Okay. And, and there, there is there is a reason for that. I feel like is so with my whole situation, um, kind of being unexpected. I don't have any backups, so I'm playing super safe. Ah, okay. And the, and the one I dunked in the water was Alden's disc that we didn't really care about. So, <laughs> sorry, Alden. <laughs> yeah, he's he's right here. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't care about it anymore, at least. Uh, it's, now maybe just expand on that a little bit. Uh, obviously, you know we we had the brief talk at. Uh, Vegas and and everything that's going on uh, with or without your lawsuit. I don't know if you have any updates on that, but specifically, do you just not have a lot of discs with you? Uh, are you are you are you in need of your mom or somebody sending some more or bringing some to you, or do you just need to make another order and get an allotment? Like, uh, wh- why are you why are you short on discs? And and is that going to change? Are you going to get replenished here? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get replenished. It's kind of weird because. For, I mean, I have tons of backups at home. Uh, obviously, I don't want to lose any of them. I don't even want to lose the backups mainly because, like, one, they're hard to find and they're kind of rare sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the ones I like to throw, I feel like that's, uh, I guess, like, sometimes more overstable. Like, I, I mean, I need, like, extremely overstable stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I got this disc in my bag that's probably, like, 300 bucks, and it's I don't have any backups for it. Like, I have to just throw it, and I, had to, I throw it in a couple water holes, and I was kind of terrified. Um, but yeah, cause, so I guess I have backups that I could get any time for a couple discs, like, like the one I threw in the water hole when I found like that was just like more of a stock run disc that, uh, you know, was somewhat overstable. So I made it work. Um, but for stuff I like really trust or I need it to stay durable for a long, long time. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll probably throw something that I have in my collection at home and my mom's going to be sending me some stuff this week. Hopefully I probably won't end up using it too much for Waco. Um, the one thing I'm really like having trouble with is my putting putters. I, all my putters are super like chunked up from all the rocks and stuff in, mm-hmm. in the early part of the season with, uh, all stars Vegas and Memorial. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of having to work with a putter that I don't really like that much just because it's so beat up. I like, I like to have a fairly new putter that way it still has some stability. So putting has been a little bit of an issue, uh, end up making it work. Obviously putted, pretty solid if i mean just based on the stats i only missed one circle one putt all of memorial which felt nice um and yeah made some good circle twos but i just need to get that all dialed in it felt a lot better today and and practice and uh i'm I'm looking forward to get back in the woods and start playing some like more actual disc golf courses sure now i was just going to say uh for for starters waco if i'm not mistaken is is presented by prodigy so i assume there's going to be uh, a significant prodigy presence at the event. I feel like they became the title sponsor two or three years ago now. Um, and then uh, I, I guess w- whether it's prodigy at the event or just other players like an Alden, it, there's no one that you can, you, you can uh, dig into their stash right now and, <laughs> and borrow something or, or what do you putt with and why is it different than, uh, you know, why some of your friends maybe don't have a couple they could give you like is, is, what specifically do you putt with, and then um, is it not that popular? Maybe is the best question. Yes, I, I putt with the 350 GPA three. Um, Alden used to putt with the same ones I did, and then he kind of he ended up switching to 300, which is a little bit softer plastic. And I like my plastic like 
as hard as it can possibly get. Um, so that's one thing. Um, it varies on the run a little bit, but the main the main thing is they did a mold switch for the PA3, mm. uh, like sometime during last year, and Alden Alden and Isaac both use that, and they also use different plastics uh, mm-hmm. than I do. So they use a different, technically a different mold and a different plastic than I do. So they don't they don't ever carry those because most people don't really throw that type of plastic for for just throwing. Um, maybe someone like Justin Rozak might have some for me, but. <laughs> Uh, I haven't talked to him about it. So, I mean, Kale doesn't use them. Like, I mean, most people on the team use PA3s. Pretty much everyone does that. Just not everyone uses the the hard as the rock ones that I do. And I'm, I'm super particular with what I, what I putt with. So it's just kind of hard to find those. And, uh, the backups I did bring just got so beat up from the rocks and stuff. Sure. Uh, and of course we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't ask. I know there was initially when there was a conversation about, uh, the the lawsuit that had been filed. I I feel like uh, March third was one of the dates where something was happening. I I honestly don't, don't recall what it was, but March third was a date. And so my my real big ultimate question is: Is there any anything new about where the the lawsuit and everything that's going on around it? Is there anything new? Anything you can update the world with that brings us any more up to speed? Is there any changes? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really going to say anything right now. All I can say is, you know, hopefully something is going to get figured out very soon. That way, I don't have to worry about it for the rest of the season. Okay. I thought I. I obviously, Gannon doesn't have to talk about this, but I. I had heard something about something was pushed back to, from the third to the tenth. Oh. So like okay. uh, one of the initial <laughs> stuff. So for 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 what that's for whatever that's worth for our viewers. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about Waco. Um, we you know you're getting into the Texas Wing winner. You are uh, you're already in Waco, right? Have you have you gotten any practice rounds in? Yeah, I played a practice round today. Um, we actually played a doubles, yeah, the doubles match with Brody and Ezra, uh, with me and me and Alden, and uh, you're not going to want to miss that one. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> some good. Some, I'm, some not, I'm not saying it was a. Well, I'm not saying it's a close match. I'm just oh. saying something else almost happened. So. Oh, I mean, somebody could almost gotten thrown in the river. Uh, there could it be was, well, did, 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 you, did you make Ezra mad? Did, did we get to see him Hulk out on you or something? <laughs> uh, I mean, there might have been some fists thrown. Yes. Okay. 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 Well, right. last year the you one, took the one thing I can't say is there's a tragic, tragic, tragic ending to the video. And that's oh. all I can say. Oh, I, I feel like a camera broke. <laughs> that, that would be my definition of a tragic. Oh, well, that's your d- definition. No, it's, it's much different. more. It's much more tragic than that. Oh uh, wow! A falling out between Ezra and Brody. Just, oh, just uh, 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 okay, uh, so okay. Last year you took twenty fifth at this event, and it was you know I, I think you shot a ten under. Paul McBeth had won with a twenty three under, so you were thirteen strokes behind Paul. What are you going to do differently this year? Now that you are a little bit more experienced, you've got some wins under your belt now. Have you learned anything that's going to help you here at Waco? Yeah, just not play like trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right, cool. Let me write that down. Yeah, Don't good like notes. Great tip. Gannon's game plan. I mean, I mean, that's Don't that's like, like that's trash. all I can say. That's yeah, yeah, that's literally all I can say because there's like I feel it's weird because I I feel so comfortable at Waco. Um, hold up, I'm on a podcast right now. <laughs> uh oh, Jerry. <laughs> oh geez <laughs> gosh we don't have enough shirtless men on our podcast i'm gonna say that all right fine terry i'll uh, no. <laughs> no no there's a reason we don't oh yeah that's right you and i both should not <laughs> yes <laughs> uh good to see you gavin 
Uh, all right. So uh, you said you feel really comfortable out at that course. You like the course. It plays probably you, to your game. You started out well last year. Shot a 10.55 rated round. Not bad. And then you kind of went. And you played like trash. <laughs> and you went. Yeah. <laughs> they can at least see you. <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're, you're not hiding from anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, for our audio listeners, uh, Gavin Babcock's <laughs> running around in the background. Uh, I think he just got out of the hot tub or something. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you you've got him working out, you know, or something like that. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about this stuff again. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, um, so yeah. you started out good last year, and then, and then uh, mm-hmm. to use your phrase, you played like trash. Yeah, so I don't know. I have this, like, issue I maybe need to fix a little bit. It's kind of just like... If I'm not on the lead card after round one, it kind of feels hard to like play for the win, if that makes sense. Um, I got a little bit better for sure. Um, but like, so same thing happened at Vegas this year. And that's kind of why I just feel like I just didn't have an amazing tournament. Um, and it's all, it's all just based off mindset, whether my game didn't feel good or, you know, or something like that. Um, but like at Vegas this year, yeah, I had a putt for the lead during round one and would have put me on lead card and I ended up chaining out rolling OB and, I'm just like that. I'm on third card with a bunch of women. I mean, I, mean, was, I played with a bunch of friends, so maybe it was a little more laid back than it probably should have been. Uh, but, uh, you know, we weren't filmed or anything, and there was no one covering our cards. So it just felt – and I, I missed the first, like, four holes, so it felt weird. I was like, wow, I'm already so far behind. I'm not on camera. Like, it just felt so weird. And then the same thing happened at Waco last year. I had a, I had a drive for the lead, kind of got a really crappy break, and – and skipped OB long on 18. It was my first bogey in like 70 holes on the pro tour. Um, and I had to lay the putt up. So it, it was weird. Like I, I had to, uh, I just like kind of lost the spark and that's, um, so hopefully that's, that's what I can fix. I mean, yeah, last year my game felt great. I just, for some reason, I mean like last year I was on like the live card during round one. It's like when I have that pressure, I feel like I play pretty good. Uh, I'm on Joma's round one for this year. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it's always good to be on Jomez. They get great views, so uh, get, good to keep my name out there, and it pushes me to play better because I want to look good for the fans. I was um, just, I was just going to ask that. Do, yeah. do you, you clearly, we've seen in the past some players don't play well in front of cameras. Sounds like you're the opposite. Sounds like without a camera yeah. shoved in your face, that, uh, that that you've that you find it's a little more difficult for you to get the motivation. Yeah, I, I play way better in higher pressure situations than I do like no pressure situations. Um, I think it's just because it f- forces me to focus more, and um, you know, if I can get, you know, if I can just just be confident and be like, yeah, I want to impress these people, I'm gonna probably end up, you know, shooting a lot better. I feel like, I mean, if I have a camera on my face and I'm like, crap, I need to get this slow mes right now. I got a 40 footer. I can <laughs> get a slow mes. You know, I really focus. I'm like, okay, really, really focus, and boom, make the putt, and it feels amazing just to get that rush and that's what I live for. I don't, I don't just live for, I mean, I want to impress people, give an exciting show. I want to, I want to just get views. I want to get my name out there. I, I mean, I, I play to win. I don't play for anything else. So I, I, I play, you know, just be the best I can be. You know, that's the funny thing is like the money isn't a big, like it's not a big deal to me at all. I, to me, it's just being out there having fun is what's most important to me. And, you know, if I win, a lot of money. That's cool. You know, it doesn't hurt, obviously, but uh, you know, definitely not playing for the money. Just play, just playing because I, I want to be the best. I, yeah. I got I got a really good feeling that I don't think you're gonna have to worry about the money. 
So yeah. <laughs> Must be the money. Uh, yeah. So we already used that of, line. Spe- speaking of slow mess, uh, let's talk about your routine. And in this, <laughs> wow. I, I was going to say you don't need anything to slow you down. Is what I was going to say. But the slow messes are like sixty seconds now. Way I know. To go. No, what I was. But in all seriousness, we before you joined us though, we did have a brief conversation. Jacob Curtis, of course, uh, Cupcake undergoing a little bit of heat this last weekend for his routine and some of his anxiety and things he's working on. You as well have been challenged, criticized, and 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 warned and whatnot for your routine. You're very knowledgeable about what's going on and cognizant of it now. My question to you would be, do you feel like you are comfortable and have any time concerns? Do you, do you have them in check? That That's really the question. Do you feel like you, you're good to go with that? Yeah, for the most part, except for on a couple shots. Like I, So I went back and watched the coverage from, like, I was on uh, coverage for, like, I think round one, two, and, and four on your channels. And I went back, and there was a couple times where I, I, I was at, like, 40 seconds, for maybe 45, and that I was not happy about that because it was weird. Like, I mean, like both the playoff holes, I think I was at like 40 seconds almost, which is weird because it didn't feel like it at the time, but maybe it was just because it was such a high pressure situation. Like I just kind of told myself to take a little bit longer just to really be precise because it mattered so much. Um, I don't know. Cause I feel like, I feel like, um, like the, at least for the first couple rounds, as long as, long as it's like not a big, like, big, big deal. I, if I can get into a, a rhythm, I can play within like 15 seconds and that's my goal for sure. Um, it's just like when stuff starts to matter a lot more, it's hard to not take long. Um, but I, I mean, I don't see it being even close to severe as it was. And hopefully I can get to like that nice 25 second mark where it's hundred percent in the, in the right time and I can take my time and, and be comfortable. A lot of it's just eliminating, um, like the, like the warm up routine, like checking the wind. Maybe I can do that before I throw or, or, uh, just really focus on my line when I'm walking up to the tee pad and not doing it when I'm at the tee pad. Uh, so just a couple of things like that. But hopefully, I mean, I don't think I'm that bad anymore. Uh, you know, it's so weird though. Like, it it kind of depends on the situation. Sometimes I putt within like 10 seconds. Sometimes it's 15. Sometimes it's 45. It's just really inconsistent. I feel like, so I don't know. Hopefully I can get some good consistency where it's under the time limit. Yeah. And, and again, is as much as you've uh, addressed it or felt like you have and and have made those improvements, it feels like that entire conversation just generally starts over when we see someone like Cupcake here having his struggles with it, and then you're you're forever locked into that conversation and associated with it. And so, fair or not, you know that's that's certainly going to be part of it. I mean, let's face it. I think no matter what, Nico is always going to be in that conversation. Even if Philo even Nico. if the next five years of his putting is all within 30 seconds, that's something that was attached to him for a good portion of his career. And um, I just feel like we're reliving that conversation again now with Cupcake. Do you yeah, notice... Well, and that's like the tough spot. Oh, well, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you notice when someone like, like Cupcake, like Jacob, do you notice, does it feel weird to you when you're, you're playing with him and he takes 47 seconds? Does that... Does that trigger anything with inside you? Are you thinking like, "Gosh, hurry up, man, throw"? Or does, <laughs> or, or are you zoned yeah. out in an, in another dimension, so to speak? I'm, I'm definitely like, hurry up, throw, like, <laughs> which is weird. I, I don't know. Okay, um, okay. It's funny being on the other side. Yeah, yeah. So the, <laughs> yeah. the other hundred thousand yeah. people that are thinking that about you, uh, now you, okay, okay. 
Yeah, I'll, cool. Well, and I guess it's more of the whole card is kind of playing. So, sure. so I'm weird. I'm weird. So I'm really anxious to get to my line, throw my shot. A lot of times, if you see my live coverage, I'm like walking 100 feet ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm like, okay, I want to get to my disc throw. Um, but it's so like, I'll walk, I'll walk really fast. I'll get to my disc and then I'll take my time. <laughs> yeah. And so it's the same way. If I have like, if I have a 20 footer, I just want to go and make the putt. And, you know, I, I think so like Adam and AB, I mean, if you go back and watch, they pushed the time limit and sometimes went over, um, pretty consistently. And, and when you had that, like, and even Aaron takes his time and he's actually mm-hmm. improved his time a lot. I know he used to take quite a long time, but, uh, you know, um, our whole car was kind of slow, I guess. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely like waiting for like 30 people to, uh, or not 33 people on my card to, what are you doing? <laughs> the oh, film is stupid video over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it. So Alden there... always needs the content, right? So yeah, well, Gavin, Gavin's over here sitting down and he's like doing this and Alden's <laughs> filming him like he's the one talking. <laughs> Don't spoil his videos here. Now. Uh, at least, at least it's better than the uh, than the uh, guys that were talking uh, behind uh, the interview of me and Kelvin at Las Vegas Challenge, right? Like, you did you? They weren't. Were they, one guy was oh, they were mouthing. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta go some, back and watch. Some Castaplast guy was in the back, like mouthing something during the entire Kelvin inter- victory interview. He's just like. Yeah, he was just he was just being goofy, and uh, it it rattled a, a lot few of people. people. Yeah, so it kind of reminds me of what you have going on. So yeah, you were just saying that, and you're right, and and full full, I, I totally agree with you. There are times where there's a number of other players, and and you already know this. No, we're not. I'm not trying to pick on you. Uh, in the time in which you take, because there's other people that certainly exceed the time limit. Um, some more often than others, but there's other people that push it as well. And I just think, um, you know, how you react or how you experience it is really interesting. Um, when you see others that may or may not be pushing those limits. And yeah. then there's always and the like world the tough... of like post-production editing, right? Like we yeah. may show a few yeah. of them. And then you'll leave the in times. all 45 seconds. <laughs> sometimes. And then sometimes we'll trim out your 45 seconds to only show you with the 10 seconds that you used. So, um, yeah, I, I just wish mine was consistent. Like, I mean, even on post or post produce, sometimes like it'll show my full routine of me walking up and putting and it'll be like 15 seconds, maybe even mm-hmm. 10 seconds. Yep. And then, and then sometimes. out of nowhere, I'll just take 40, 40. It, it's, it's so random how it works. I, I mean, I just wish I was consistent with it because it's so on and off and I don't even know. And the tough spot I'm in is because, you know, even if I did improve it, if I go back for one tournament and take a while, like I'm going to get back again where like someone like like paul or ricky they take like they take you know whatever 50 seconds on a huge shot no one cares because it's it's them they don't have a history of it you know they're allowed to but now because it just sucks because i started my, out my career that way like I, i've always and i didn't even know it at the time i didn't know i was a slow player i was just playing disc golf i'm like oh crap i'm actually so slow it took me forever and ever to like really get to like i mean i used to take way over 30 seconds on every shot well now i'm like a little more reasonable, I feel like. Yeah, um, yeah, we can all agree on that. Well, it's it's good to know that you're you're conscious of it, of course. Um, and you've said this before, just to put it on the record, when you are, you know, sometimes exceeding that limit, or you're just pushing a full thirty seconds, that's because you've said you're you're actually nervous from the from about the putt or the shot you're about to make. Is that is that still true that you're genuinely just nervous and you're trying to calm your mind or something? 
Well, I started to get, well, yeah, that, that, had, that was definitely true. I, I would get so nervous, like, where I felt like I couldn't even lift my arm because I was so scared on putting. Um, and that's, like, where my choppy follow-through kind of comes from. <laughs> it's because I'm like, oh, don't let go of the disc. I'm, like, trying to pull it back, you know. Um, but, like, it, it was weird. Like, all of Las Vegas, I had no nerves. The first two rounds, I had no nerves. And then I didn't really have any nerves for the round three or four at Memorial either um, until, like, the playoff in it. And honestly, it wasn't even bad nerves. It was more just like, oh, this actually matters. It wasn't like that. It was weird. Like, I now I have a hard time getting nervous, um, which, I mean, hopefully that can benefit me where if I, if I can lock in with and not be nervous, like, I think I can, you know, I went nine down in the back nine, round three, and I was just, I was so relaxed. There was no nerves. I was just in a flow state. And if I can just do that from the start of a tournament, I, I could win a lot more than I, than I have recently, so... I mean, I, I imagine be, it's probably nice. a little harder to get nervous at the Memorial when, I mean, you've got USCGC under your belt. You know how to win huge events. This is not a pro tour event. It's not a major. You know, you've succeeded at the top level of our sport. Not to say that you don't want to win every event, but we can all agree that some events matter more than others. Yeah, and like when I, like, like obviously I like, look into ratings a lot obviously just because it's like fun um but like I'll, I'll like do the ratings and i'll see i'm like like especially like my, I, pretty much every atr I play i'm, I'm gonna be the highest rated because I'm, I'm like third highest rated in the world so when i see myself i mean even when i see like ab at like 1040 and adam and other people like 1035 like i still I'm like oh dang i i kind of need to win this just because i'm the highest rated you know it, it would make sense if i won um so, you know, I think that I think it's actually good to have that mindset coming into the pro tour. If I'm like third highest, fourth highest rate in the world, that sh- uh, statistically should mean I win like two events at least, you know, mm-hmm. like I should be able to pull it off sometimes, you know, just statistically. Um, so hopefully I hopefully that happens. I, I just need, if I can start a tournament off like super hot and keep it going, you know, I think I'll have a good shot to win a lot. I mean, for, for to me, it's really important to start round one super hot. And start the front nine of the second round super hot, and that's that's where I feel like I can find my control is if I just start the uh, first round hot and at least the front nine of the next round. So I was say, speaking of nerves, are you are you constantly nervous that the yahoos that you travel with are filming you behind your back, or <laughs> you're constantly looking, wondering what they're doing? I would with with, with well, Alden and Isaac and uh, yeah, on and, or off the course, yeah, I mean, just. You have to always be wondering, like, are they fil- are they doing something stupid behind me? <laughs> well, yeah, Alden tries to find any opportunity he can to find something good, find something funny. Um, usually, like Alden's laugh is very airy; like it's like I can't even do it. Um, but uh, like you, you can literally hear, like I can just hear his like little whimper in the background, and I'm like, oh crap, he's doing something. Uh, I learned this weekend. Real quick, shout out. Alden, when they came to to do the commentary, which we'll talk about in a moment, when Alden and Gavin came over, Gannon came over for the commentary. I learned that Alden edits all of his vlogs directly from his phone. Sure, that's just incredible to me as someone who does some editing, like on uh, iMovie or something. It's, de- it's definitely confusing. It's definitely confusing. Yeah, it's just the fact that you know you can put together so much content directly from our phone, which which speaks to you know, kids these days uh, and phones and technology and, and just creativity, of course, of everything that he's doing. I just I wanted to get that out there because I think that's awesome 
that uh, I think about the frustrations when I have a professional suite in front of me uh, of editing tools and what I can or can't do just because I'm not creative or smart. And then the thing that he's putting all his videos together uh, exclusively on a phone, I, I'm just massively impressed by that. that. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, and then let's follow up to that point. You know, and I know I briefly mentioned it in, in our post-tournament interview, but it, you were very, very well-received. I'm sure you've read the comments. You were very well-received uh, for the po- uh, post-production commentary you did with me this weekend. Uh, do you want to do more of it? Not just with my channel, but in general. Is that something that interests you or not so much? Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's I think it's good for a couple reasons. Um, uh, I mean, the main one is... Well, I think it's kind of fun, um, but uh, also, you know, we see these really successful players that, um, you know, maybe they like maybe they're not, they're not the best player, but their their brands are huge because of you know look at Yuli and Germ and, and Nate Sexton like all those guys with those huge brands. You either a really good player or you do other things outside of disc golf or outside of playing. I mean, um, and commentating is is huge because that's. A majority of the people's consumption in disc golf is as uh, coverage, and if you you know if my voice can be connected to that, and then they see me play as well, like it's kind of like double double whammy where they can enjoy a couple things. And uh, I mean, maybe I can improve to where I could maybe do it like full time or something. I don't know. Um, I still have my. I mean, I say like a lot. I say um a lot. So that's you know I, I'll learn. I'll those learn the time, but to, yeah, those yeah, are certainly uh, things that can be addressed and, don't, and quickly. Yeah, definitely don't feel bad about things like that. I put out a podcast again just the other day, and for the first time in a long time, I actually went through and edited it and list, re-listened to it, and I was like, damn, I say so a lot, and I say um, and I, I literally had to trim out some of them because I was like, it's too much. Like, come on, you don't need to say it here and here, so exactly. Everybody has those filler words, and as you continue to hone in your craft, and it's like anything else, obviously, you're going to need to practice it more, and you'll find out the words that you either say too much or words you mispronounce, which we both have, or I've been doing for so many different years because you either didn't know or no one ever corrected you. Those are all the types of little things that you can do to hone in on the craft. So you might hear from my lawyer, because I'm going to put you on retainer to keep you within uh, the Disc Golf Guy channel uh, commentary. So I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to put that out there right now. Uh, I'll put a retainer on you so that uh, I have exclusive rights to you uh, for more commentary on my channel. Just saying. Um, uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'm excited. I'm excited. Good. good. <laughs> and again, everybody did very much appreciate uh, having you on there. Your insights were great. And obviously, you know, golf very well. So it was, it was great to have. And a little bit of some of the criticism that I often receive is that we don't have a second commentator. And you got a little sight of that this weekend. Uh, I, the only way I could get him over is because it was at a reasonable time, whether it was nine or 10 o'clock at night. Sometimes commentary doesn't start till one or two or three in the mm-hmm. morning. And I can't expect our players to That's crazy. Yeah. be part of that. So <clears throat> yeah, uh, well, it's so- crazy how, how, how you do all this. And then you come and do this, po- this, this podcast, you know, that's, uh, I can't imagine how much work that is. That's crazy. We appreciate just, it for sure. Well, you're, you're welcome. And just more talking for me in this case, this is, this is the I, easiest thing I'll funny. Do this week. Yeah, it's funny. Cause I was like waiting for the, so actually I didn't look at your Instagram. Um, I was just like, I, or yesterday for the coverage, 
it was like eleven fifteen. I'm still refreshing your page, waiting for the back, <laughs> the, the front nine to drop. And I'm like, crap. He has to have an answer on his Instagram. And I saw the video you made, and that made sense. Um, but I was like, I, I remember like, I like I, I took I took a nap in Alden's van when we were driving here. Um, I woke up I'm like, oh, it's five o'clock. It should be up, maybe. And then I, and I kept refreshing, took another nap. It was seven o'clock, still not up. And I'm like, come on, where's it at? And it was like eleven fifteen. I'm like, I give up. And I would check your Instagram. I'm like, crap, I've been doing this this whole day just to, for nothing. Where'd you go, Miller? Um, and then I it was disappointed a, you. It was, <laughs> it's all right. I saw, I saw it today already, so okay, it's nice. Good. You, you, and you still, the results were the same. You still won. I, I still won. <laughs> I, just uh, had to make, I just had to make sure a couple of those putts went in. Yeah. Was there anything that was, uh, I, I mean, be blunt, did, was there anything inaccurate that, uh, or wildly off base that you saw or heard out of the either the commentary or the coverage this weekend? You said, let's see how Burr can follow up Gannon's shot or something like that. <laughs> yeah, somebody told me about that. I did that in the final round, right? <laughs> yeah, I got, what, in, what? in the whole one of the playoff. Oh. Like, it's like, you're like, Burr has to follow up Gannon's shot there. <laughs> okay, that was a lot better because in one of the previous rounds, I had called AB uh, Hamas and Hamas AB apparently, and I had no idea that I did it, of course, because I would never do that intentionally. But apparently, I did it multiple <clears throat> times, and the internet very much let me know. Of course, I don't want to make that mistake, and I, I deeply apologize to everybody involved. And I don't know, it's, people it's, are shattered. Uh, I mean, I'm just like, saying, Terry, it's, it's like it's... the Simon and Eagle thing. They're so different, but yet they were friends playing on the same they team. They toured together. They They're, toured together, yeah. and for some stupid reason, I constantly call Eagle Simon and Simon Eagle. In fact, it was a win this weekend that I didn't call anyone else Eagle or Simon, and they weren't even at the event. So, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so those are all part of the mistakes that, that get made out there, and I totally will own them. So, uh, Your mom, uh, what was the conversation like with her? I saw she out there promoting and and uh, watching the coverage, uh, what are conversations after a win like this with your mom like? <clears throat> well, she was actually very sick this weekend, or when I was playing, um, and didn't leave her room for like three days. Mm. And she's like, she called me and she's like, "I'm sick. You have to win for me." And I was down ten strokes. <laughs> oh, I'm like, thanks, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm, I was, I'm gonna grind, I'm gonna grind it out, and then I won. I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's, well, that's that, pretty much it. <laughs> no, I mean that that sounds uh, like everything you, she could possibly ask for. Uh, that you were able yeah. to come back from that ten-stroke deficit. You also I'm said not, you I remember telling. The, I told her like I was. I remember telling her like I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best. I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> and then I won. So you know. There you go, mom. Uh, you also said that you could see returning to the memorial, and we again talked about it just before you came on. But this is an event. Um, you know, and I know we talked about the courses, but you can see hitting this up in the future, right? Oh, for sure. And if they can keep the, this payout huge like they did, I mean, it basically paid as like a small pro tour, which is crazy. Um, I mean, it paid way better than any Silver Series that's ever happened. I mean, a, pretty much double what any Silver Series ever does. Um, and like, it's, it's fun to play these little A-tiers. Or not little. I, I say that just because we play in the pro tour all the time. But it's fun to play A-tiers. Um, and I really enjoy the Silver Series because it's a little more laid back. It's not super like scary. Like it gives like especially a player like me a chance to win every time, like a pretty good chance. Um, my last eight year one was the Clash of the Canyons. We had a pretty similar field to what we had at the Memorial, so 
Um, that one felt good to win, and it's fun to uh, get new fans in that community because maybe they don't see as much. Like, I know like the, the Delwood Disc Golf in, in Illinois has a great community, and it was fun to win in front of them because they support everyone so much, and they, they were just love disc golf, and they love taking care of their course, and it looks amazing. So same thing out there with in Arizona, just playing for the fans and maybe maybe, maybe making some new ones. Yeah, that's a perfect follow-up for me would be when you have like Arizona's you know, beloved son in Anthony Barella, you know, one of the greatest golfers to come from there in the present day. And then you have Hamas, who has, you know, essentially been there through the last three or four off seasons. And then you have now Ricky Waisaki moving there. Do you feel, did you feel at all like an underdog? Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to upset a lot of hometown crowd because AB is, is the favorite in that area. I mean, and understandably so. Did you at any point kind of feel like, damn it, there, there, there's more people pulling for AB than me? Oh yeah, for sure, and that's what really made me want to win the playoff because when they when they announced AB's name, he got like twice the amount of cheers I did. <laughs> or anytime I anytime I threw a good shot, I just wouldn't give as many cheers as someone else, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so that now like that's like okay, I'm gonna really stick it to him. Like I'm gonna I want to win, you know. Well, we're going to see how Gannon can follow a burr shot with that one on hole one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that makes perfect sense, and uh, it, that's got to be a weird feeling. And, again, it's understandable because of A.B. You know, living and growing up there, but that's got to feel a little bit weird being the underdog. Uh, great community. I talk about that all the time. There's so many amazing people out there, and they're, of course, very proud of the disc golf that we have out there or that they we all have out there and get to share in it year after year. It's awesome. All right. I don't know if there's anything else uh, that's crazy that we have for you. You've got one pro tour from 2023 already down with, with Las Vegas this weekend, Waco. Is there, is there anything on the tour this year that would surprise us that someone would look at your schedule and be like, huh, where's he going or why is he playing in that? Is there, is there anything out of the ordinary on your tour schedule this year? I don't think so. I don't even really know my tour schedule, honestly, that well. Okay. Um, I kind of just like signed up for every single Silver Series and Major or Major and Elite Series just just because. And if I have to drop it later, I will. Okay. Um, kind of like anything Alden's going to go to, I'm pretty much going to go to. So there's, okay. I think there's like a, maybe a couple Silver Series I didn't even really know about that I'm probably going to play now. Um, I'm still – there's two things I'm debating um, or maybe three things. Um so playing either uh, Zootown Open in in Missoula, Montana, or Big Money Skins because that's the same weekend. Uh, the other thing is the Discmania Open in Canada up at uh, yeah. Prince Edward Island, I think it's mm-hmm. called. Um, and then obviously going to Europe. I'm not sure really about any of those yet. I'm kind of just going to make a game time decision, probably. I guess not. Not really Europe. I guess. Um, I was going to say, do you have a do I, you have a passport? Because that it's it's got to start no. there. <laughs> All right. Start so right now. Like, yeah, even if you're not going this year, go get your passport. It's good taken for ten years. Of. Yeah, so you always have that. That's and, and it's a lengthy process. Can you even go to Prince Edward Island without the passport? I don't probably know. not. I don't. Think I wouldn't. You can. I wouldn't think so. So get your passport. That would be that would be my fatherly advice for you. Get your passport now because ultimately you're going to need it. And then when you do need it and and you make a decision to go somewhere and you find out the passport's going to take eight weeks instead of six. Uh, you, yeah. you don't want that to make the decision for you. So th- that's my advice. Yeah, but. yeah, for sure. And so yeah, you I, I just, just don't know if I see the value in Europe yet. I don't sure. know. 
Like I, I just I feel like it almost put so much pressure on me just to go over for two events and and then maybe not play great and be like, wow, that was a waste of a trip. You know, I lost money. I lost. I mean, I didn't gain any fans. There's culture. Like, you know. There's a culture. There, there's there's culture. There's an experience. There is your you were you were talking earlier about your brand. I mean, look at look at what Macbeth is doing this year. He's skipping. I mean, after yeah yeah, he's going over there for like you know a month or two. It's just because he's scared just, of me. I, I, under, I understand, yes. and you Clearly. know he he was on the podcast earlier saying that, but yeah, he's like this Burr kid. I just I gotta stay away from him. I'm I will go to another country. I'll, I'll go to Europe. But I, mean, there I, is, I beat him more times than he beat me last year, so that's probably yeah. why. Oh snap! Um, <laughs> uh, I like it. But in general, going to Europe can help build your brand. I mean, that's part of it. Even if you don't yeah. necessarily, yeah. Um, you know, win, it 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 helps to kind of show your face and kind of meet the people and kind of shake hands and kiss babies or whatever they do over there. Yeah. That's, that's different. Thing. Yeah. I think, and I think, I think for me to go over, I just need to make sure I I'm with like friends or something, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I know my dad was thinking maybe like wanting, wanting to go for sure. Um, I mean, who knows if that's going to happen. <laughs> um, if not, I'll just like go somewhere with Alden or and Isaac and stuff and, mm-hmm. and kind of just do whatever they do. So that kind of maybe answers my next question. One of my final ones, though, you know, as you're alluding to, is is your your touring schedule life plan right now? I know we talked this weekend. You don't have a license. Uh, you, you are currently pretty much going where Alden's going. Is that kind of the unofficial game plan in that sense? Like he's he's yeah, your yeah. he's your he's your ride. Pretty much, I'm like. I mean, he's a lot more organized than I am too. So I'm like, anywhere you're going to go, I'll just, if, if you're okay with putting up with me and maybe get a free hotel out of it, then cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and is that pretty much the, the game plan too? Uh, you know, when I, I think about the tour life traveling around, we've seen 10 or 20 different, we'll say styles of, of where you're going to stay and how you're going to stay. Are you a hotel guy? Are you, um, you know, an Airbnb guy, or do you like to stay with you know local families or you know uh, houses or houses, uh, local families that will put you up and fans in that sense? Like, what's kind of what's the most comfortable for you? Definitely a hotel, because um, because like it's not too busy. And usually, I mean, if I go, I'm always going to just be with a, a good friend of mine, so I feel comfortable. Um, you can always come back and shower. I mean, you have your own space, so you don't have to like worry about anything. The one we're in right now has like a little, little stove top and everything, a microwave, like microwave fridge. So I, uh, I'm trying to get my cooking skills dialed in. I, uh, I made Gavin a couple, uh, grilled cheeses today and he liked Dang. them. So, All right. so I'm kind of like cooker Gannon, cook, cook Gannon now, basically. So, yeah, yeah, so, Chef Gannon. How, how did cook Gannon? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> How how were the grilled cheeses prepared? Like what kind of cheese? What kind of bread? What like what okay. exactly? I mean, this is important. So okay, so first of all, well, I have white bread because I didn't really know what bread to get, so I just like got the oh, cheap bread. You, uh, wait, wait, you didn't get so, sponsor bread? They were literally they were handing out I, bread at the memorial. For as much as players wanted it. to take, I, it. I mean, what a unique players pack! Thanks to uh, Bimbo, uh, Bimbo Corporation. <sighs> I, I forget their name, but it's Bimbo Breads, and they make a like most of the breads in your bread aisle. They sure. Make. Anyway, so they were handing that out. You you guys didn't <laughs> load up on free bread? What kind of touring no, golfer for, are you? I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, with all uh, that bread, you're so, winning. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, okay. 
deal with this skinny white bread right now. But basically, I take my two pieces of bread. I get some butter on one side. Butter, 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 butter. And then you flip it over. You get mayo on the other side. Mm. Mayo, 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 mayo. And then, so, you take the piece of bread, the bottom piece. You put the mayo facing the bottom. The, the uh, butter's in the middle. You take a piece of, I think, cheddar and then a piece of mozzarella. You get white and, white and orange cheese or whatever. And then you put the other piece of bread on here. So the two mayo sides are facing out. And then you just cook the side that has mayo on it, basically. What? And yeah. then you flip it over and Weird. cook the other side. I made grilled cheese tonight, literally, for my kids. I, I'm going to sound like an idiot for a moment. I have never in my life heard of putting mayo on the... The cook side. The, the cook side or inside, for no, that matter. No, inside but sounds I've never gross. heard of, in my life, of using mayo as opposed to butter. Where have I been? What is it? It's, Am I, I the well, idiot here? Well, I've heard, well, I've I'm heard not of used, it. I use butter on the inside. I just didn't use it on the outside. Yeah, I've heard of mayo on, on the outside as it, it's it's a, it's a slightly different flavor, but it it cooks a little differently. But I'm with you, Terry. I'm a traditionalist. It's butter on the outside, and then usually if if you know butter on the inside, mayo, butter and butter. But mayo, mayo. Well, some, well, tell here, me here, in the chat, people. I have never heard. I've never even heard of this. Not only not done it, but I've never even heard of it in my life as hmm. people doing this. Okay. Well, here's here's the reason. I literally went to uh, YouTube. And I said how to make grilled cheese, and that's what it said. I, I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Gavin didn't argue with well, it. I, I, wow. <laughs> it, My dude, mind it was, is it was pretty dang good. It was pretty dang good. Do, I mean, it have, was like. Do you have mayo at the house, Terry? It's pretty good. No, I'm not a big mayo. I, I don't. I don't eat mayo either, so we don't have any here. Well, I, I, mean, I, I didn't even taste it, the but... mayo. I don't know. No, I, I don't think taste you taste. Mayo. Like, I no, I don't think you taste it. But just, it's, I mean, when you when you have a, a refrigerator and you don't put mayo on really anything, so there's no, you know, we don't have mayo. But yeah. I, I'm sorry, my mind is blown. You've told us a lot of things tonight, and this is what's blowing my mind. Wow, I'm yeah, looking try at it out the next chat. Time. <laughs> I'm looking at the chat. I've never. Uh, put butter on the inside. Okay, never oh, yeah, heard but, of it. Never tried it. Yeah, butter on the inside's a key. That, yeah, that's that, that's always solid. It gets butter tastes better than mayo on the outside. Butter with helping cooking, but never mayo. No Italian dressing. Progress uh, on grilled cheese. What face? Okay, okay. I mean, again, I'm not hating on it at all. I just <laughs> never heard that. And uh, yeah, it was yeah. it was just the first video I clicked on. I'm like, well, I guess I'll I guess I'll try this. Yeah. It seemed like it seemed pretty advanced. So like my like before like dude, I don't even know how to cook grilled cheese. I thought you just put like a piece of bread, one piece of cheese, and then boom and you're done. And that would have been so bad. So I think I think the mayo gave it like a little bit of like a like like it, it had like a crunchy feel, but it wasn't like crummy. Like it, it would like that yeah. makes sense. Like you got that mm-hmm. nice crunch, but it was also juicy at the same time. Did the mayo come out of little mayo packets? No, I bought I bought like a little you squeeze bottle. You bought a squeeze bottle. I just think like how on when you're on the road, how much are you actually going to use mayo? But if I suppose if you like mayo, then you'll probably put it on other sandwiches and such. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We, I just knew because I, I just knew coming into the here, I had a I had like a cooking cooking area. So okay. probably tonight, all my dishes are dirty right now. They gave us like two forks, two spoons, two knives, two plates, two bowls. So and two pots, one pan. So. I'm probably just going to go with a go-to. I'm going to go probably two sandwiches, two pieces of white bread. You just put mayo on the inside, a bunch of turkey, 
close her up and eat it. Okay. Cheese? Or okay. or I'm going to cook some chicken and rice. Wow. Okay. I like it. So a uh, couple more things for you then. One, yeah, you, it's funny you say hotels, and I guess whether it's a hotel or Airbnb or whatever, you're not clearly booking those. So you're you're getting help from one of your crew members, uh, you know, of your crew here that you're traveling with. So that just well, my mom, be, my mom basically mom. books them all, and then okay. they have to go under like Alden or Gavin's name <laughs> yep. because I can't check in. Exactly. So <laughs> so, one, so I it's think always like hilarious. where I was like, uh, try try Harris, try Burr, like, like try a bunch of different last names because we don't even know. <laughs> So A, I think that's hilarious, and then B, um, hopefully, again, another pro tip from someone who travels a lot as well. Hopefully, there's some consistency within the the brand of hotels. You know, whether that's your your Hilton hotels or your we go Hilton uh, Hilton hotels. for sure. Okay, Hilton. Yeah, do you have a connection to them? Did we talk about this once? No. Other than you just um, like them? Oh no, my mom. Okay. My mom went on like a lot of business trips, so she okay. her companies would okay. just use Hilton. Okay. All right, so I, so I love I, that I call. Points, I, points and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, my, your mom and I once talked about Southwest, I think, is what it was. So, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, sticking with certain branding. So I love it. Awesome. An- another good travel sandwich if you're on the road, get the uh, peanut butter and jelly in one jar. The goober grape, mm, perfect. Works out great. You don't have to refrigerate what? it. Yeah. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly in one jar. It's called goober grape. Look for it at whatever, at some grocery store next time you're there in the peanut butter and jelly aisle. It's great because you dirty one fork. Or I'm sorry, one knife, and you don't have to refrigerate the jelly. You don't have to refrigerate the peanut butter. It's great. It lasts wow. for like ten sandwiches. Just saying, that's a old tip. <laughs> Interesting. That's, that's another one. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, I I think we've given you all the life advice you need for now for one night. But right. uh, seriously, thank you so much for joining. I know you've been. Uh, asked probably by quite a few people. I know you were on Foundation a little while ago, and uh, I think Nick and Matt show as recently as last night. So uh, you know, we know that you're getting busier and busier, and and uh, you've got a, an incredible support network with your buddies there that are also uh, helping you uh, continue to succeed and be available for everything. And we just we appreciate it from all of you guys. So uh, one last time, yeah. I'll just say congrats uh, again on your victory here at the Memorial. Hopefully, you take some of that momentum. And keep things rolling into Waco this weekend. I'm going to be in the booth uh, along with uh, Nate Doss doing the coverage from Bend. And uh, looking forward to seeing what you're going to do out there this weekend. Anything you want to say to awesome. thanks. anyone out there watching? Yeah, just thanks for all my thanks all my fans and supporters. Thanks to you, Terry, uh, for having me on this podcast and then covering the tournament. It's always been a dream, dream of mine to actually be on the Disc Golf Guy coverage. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I, I mean, I watch whenever you post something, so... Uh, that was cool. And then to do my first ever commentary, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, I look forward to more videos on the Disc Golf Guy channel. And uh, yeah, hopefully an exciting season for all you guys. Well, if we have you back, you're welcome anytime. But we, we all but guarantee that we have you back anytime you win. So hopefully we'll be seeing more of you. So uh, best of luck with Once everything you've got. Uh, because exactly. I say become a regular guest. Yes, it's going to be mean, great. love to be with us every Tuesday night, right? Uh Again, congratulations on this, and uh, we wish you the best of luck with uh, everything else that you have in the works. Uh, we know you're under a lot of pressure, and you got a lot of things going on. When when do you turn 18, as a quick side note? Uh, May. May? 7th. May 7th. Huh. A couple days after Valerie and Madison and Katrina. They're all right around then. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you again, Gannon, our champion this weekend, and... Uh, 
We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you on coverage this weekend in Waco. Best of luck to you. Yep, for sure. All right, thanks, see guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. See ya. Gannon Burr. He's a pretty good kid. He's a yes, certainly. And it it was I mean, uh, it was uh, it was awesome. Learning about mayo. I know Terry. It's kind of <laughs> no. crazy. I, and it's funny because I don't want to try it even. Um, I'm not anti mayo. I'm just not a big mayo. I'm, I'm not big on mayo. Mm. And I understand it's not necessarily the taste. It's more of probably the overall, you know, to help with the prep. It just, I, I don't know. Maybe I will try it. I don't know. Well, I mean, I th- here's what I think you do: go to a restaurant, get some mayo packets. Oh, so, yeah. so don't fully commit. Don't don't fully commit. Don't want to buy mayo. Don't buy the mayo. Just you know. Pocket some uh-huh. s- some of the mayo packets. Pocket mayo. Yeah, you get I've that good that warm pocket mayo. <laughs> good God. Um, <laughs> ugh. Um, and, and 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 commit that way so that you can you can try it out. It could be a test, a test mayo run. Because I'm not much of a mayo person. I don't mind like aioli, which is kind of just fancy mayo, mm-hmm. to be honest. Sure, but sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I'm not you know no Miracle Whip, no mayo for me for the most part. <laughs> uh yeah, and, and I guess it, it was he clarified or well specified mayo as opposed to Miracle Whip. That's something I can't get on board with. I will, I'm okay with mayo on whatever. Miracle Whip is disgusting to me. I, and I, know I agree. I'm, I might be in a minority there. I get no. it. I get it. I know lots of people love it. No, to me, that's a no go. And whenever I do think of mayo, I immediately think of Miracle Whip, and then the, the two the two kind of go hand in yeah. hand for me as well. I mean, you probably grew up with like the 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 mayo the salads and stuff at at family mm-hmm. gatherings. Same here. Just never, yeah, never appealed to me. So <laughs> Spock says, "Miracle Whip is Satan." Just not for me. Yeah, Miracle Whip Just, is not despite mayo. Despite they're clever, the, they're they're it, clever advertising for so many years. Correct. They're not mayo, but they are you know mentally tied together for whatever reason. Anyway, so. <laughs> As usual, I think we got a little more out of the uh, of the out of the ordinary uh, insights from it's, one of our top pros. It's our specialty. It certainly can, certainly can be. Uh, we uh, appreciate him joining us here for tonight. And as you said, uh, I didn't hear of anything with regards to a date. Like I said, uh, I knew that originally in one of the early postings, maybe it was from Ultra World, talked about March third being a a and, pertinent date. But you're saying you read or heard somewhere that it. Something's been pushed back. It's got pushed back one week, and I think it okay. was on Gannon's lawyers or something. Okay. I believe that's what. Maybe I heard that on the uh, on the upshot. Maybe I read it on uh, Reddit or something. But I I do recall that. So I I do want to quickly bring up um, while we were interviewing Gannon, I did a couple drawings for some of the discs because I told you we were going to be doing that. And I, I announced it in the board, but out loud so everybody knows the Smashbox TV, the Shield. I believe is what this I said this was a yeah shield which is a DD putter Dimax uh, I think it's a West Side one if we're really getting particular right or no uh, it may it might be a West Side one but either way it's a putter um, I just don't want us I mean you to look stupid well I'm trying I, to help I you. got it from DD so <laughs> shout out to them yes I agree um, with that Chris Meyer congratulations Chris Meyer you're gonna get the Smashbox disc and then the Paul Macbeth Foundation disc signed by Paul is going to go to Anthony Farrow. So congratulations to you two. Um, a little bit later, we'll do a, a, a drawing for one of the discs in a box. I got it right here. Wow. Ba-ba-bum. What uh, What else? Did, did we have any real big news going on in the PDGA? I didn't see anything. I kind of peeked around on the website. 
I didn't see anything. Uh, what I can, uh, well, speaking of the website, last night I went out to check on something and realized, uh, which, <laughs> oh, I went out to check something with regard to the stats or details or something mm-hmm. about the event uh, for the memorial. And for, I think, the first time in my life, I experienced the PDGA site uh, was essentially shut down due to yeah. maintenance. Sure, and, you must have been noticing the web and app schedule downtime of March 7th. Yeah, I didn't look at that, and nor was I upset or worked up about it. It was 3 in the morning. Uh, there was something I was trying to confirm. I don't remember what it was at this point, um, but I was going out to look for something, and then it just said, you know, down for maintenance from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. Eastern or whatever, which... How dare they? Yeah, clearly is is, uh, is nothing that I was uh, upset nor worked up about, uh, but I did see that that was listed. Somebody did bring up a really good point, um, was that... One, and and Johnny and I know probably more than most, that it's not necessarily just an easy thing to to go out and do. Um, One legitimate upgrade that I think we'd love to see to the live scoring for events that have exclusively PDGA live scoring as opposed to uh, when they're on UDISC is the update or chance or usability for playoffs. Oh, and of course. That, that was a big... is uh, something that was kind of, I'm going to say, barked about. And I feel like, yeah, the that the live scoring has become now just this expectation and is obviously utilized everything from C tiers and leagues all the way up to A tiers and, and national tours and everything else, or majors, I should say, uh, some integration with our live scoring. So when it's not on UDISC, which has been accounting for this for many years, the live scoring that's been on the PDGA it's it's ready for some kind of option. I haven't reached out to the PDJ, nor am I barking or squawking or or nagging on them. But I did see that post, and then this weekend really just drove it home. Like, yeah, that's right. We really do need to have that functionality and capability. I'm guessing it's on their list. I don't know where on the list. I don't know how much of it's been a priority or not. But this weekend definitely then drove. And maybe I'm I'm being a little bit. Uh, bias because I was, of course, uh, there covering it. But yeah, when you have a three-way playoff and there's not live coverage and it's just post-production, it was a little bit more difficult. Having yes, a a clear indicator as to who won is definitely great. We we need we need playoff options. So funny story. Um, Every few months, I reach out to the PDGA uh, to to you know our good friend Steve Gans, who doesn't quite. Touch as much as what he used to, but yeah, I st- he no longer works for them. I, I still include him because he still does kind of do some stuff with mm-hmm. them a little bit. And and Pete Christ, who is now kind of heading up the technology department, and I just kind of politely say, "Hey guys, um, Johnny from Skip Ace here, still looking for like a live API into your data. I'd love to have that for my website." And they always respond very nicely, like, "Oh hey, we're kind of working on it, whatnot." I sent them an email. About a week ago, I didn't hear anything back, which is fine. I don't expect like them to jump on it. They, I even said, I'm like, I know I'm a bother. I know I this is a every three month to four month thing. I just always want to follow up. Someone reached out to me, not the PDGA, and said, "Hey, I, I see you're doing this, uh, this, 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 this fantasy thing. How would you like live?" data from the PDGA. And I was like, well, of course I would love that, but where are you getting this data? (laughs) Because if you're just pulling it, scraping it from the site, whatever. And he's like, what, what, what exactly would you, would you pay for something like that? 
And I was like, Ugh, well, probably not much because I know the PDG is developing it. And so then I reached out to the PDG. I said, hey, FYI, somebody's trying to kind of sell me data. And I didn't want to narc on the guy. Um, and then I, I had a back and forth with the PDG. And I eventually did tell them the, the name that had reached out to me. And they were like, hey, FYI, because it is against their terms of service to sell their data, which is what he kind of hinted at. I don't think he was able to quite do it yet, but he was researching on how to do it or if anyone would be interested. But in that communication with Pete from the PDGA, um, he had said that they are doing a kind of their, their, a full technology upgrade for their back end, their API, um, and they're hoping to have it up by next season. So I'm guessing, hoping, cross my fingers, that that will include maybe like the playoff scenario that you ran into. Mm. Um, it will include some other things, and I'm, I'm just hoping that it will obviously help me out for Skip A selfishly. Uh, so that we can kind of do start to do live scoring with the PDGA, but uh, I, I, you know, as with anything development, I know the the ups and downs and how hard it can be. So I'm not putting any pressure on them, other than the email that's in my reminder for three months from now to send to them and say, "Hey guys, how's it going?" So uh, just so everybody's aware, I, I'm sure they're working on it. Uh, let Let's follow that up briefly with the idea that I feel like more and more. Speaking of fantasy and, and skip base there are becoming more and more fantasy disco fantasy uh opportunities yeah and where where do you i'm the best i, I don't want to say where do you differentiate necessarily but w- what are some of the other people either doing or not doing or uh or how yeah i guess differentiate is a, is the best word sure for how do you feel like you're different may or may not be better but how are you different from what you've seen other people doing well my site's the best clearly mm, duh okay. yep, yep. um so th- what i've seen is really two other two other sites and i have no problem mentioning them one's on your card and one is heiser base and from what i can tell both of them kind of stick to the pro tour that that is that's kind of their thing and I have not looked too much into on your card. I know they're doing some things with pros that are, I don't know if helping support them somehow. I, I, I really haven't dug too much into that one. The Heiser base one, I set up a league myself as a, just a private one for just me. They are, they have some sort of scoring system where you get to draft a, you know, your pro players. It looks like it's just MPO, I believe and do that. So with skip base, obviously um, not only can you pick any PDGA event, but we have event slates that are set up so that you can pick one like, oh, I want all the Pro Tour events. Oh, I want all the Pro Tour and Silver Series events mm. or Silver events, not Silver Series. Uh, oh, I want the Pro Tour, Silver and Majors. I want the European Tour. I want the EPT. I want the ET. I've created because I have, you know, we have a direct connection with the PDGA uh, to be able to pull that data. So that's kind of where I differentiate. I have FPO players available. Um, I think On Your Card does as well, but Heiser Base doesn't. Um, you know, we have more of a traditional kind of fantasy outlook. I mean, they're, they're a little bit different. I would say skip base a, it's been around longer than any of them. (laughs) Um, and it has more functionality, has more options, things like automatic alternates. If your players don't show up or get hurt, uh, you know, somebody rolls their ankle, you know, the, the day before the event starts and you don't hear about it or it's not posted, suddenly don't show up. I have taken into a lot of accounts over the last, you know, five, six, seven years. 
on all these different scenarios and we kind of allow for this type of functionality to exist. So, and, and it's only going to get better because I've, you know, we're, we're rolling out a couple things behind the scenes in the next week. Then we'll take probably a two month break and then we'll start talking about 2024 and 2024. I'm hoping for, I've already got literally a list of 20 small to medium upgrades plus cross my fingers. I'm hoping to get some sort of app developed, which is the big thing that, um, Heiser base has, which I think is awesome. And I, I don't know about on your card. I haven't. I don't know if that's just online or if it's a web app, but I really want to get uh, an app. I think it's it's long overdue. But the the hard part is when you have uh, an app, when you have SkipBase, it has a ton of different functions and you know different ways to play. You can play a weekly redraft league where you pick new players every week based on their salary cap. You can play a year-long draft league. You can do survivor leagues. You can do single event matchups. Like I have got options for everything. That just means it's a it's a more complicated app to build yeah, as opposed app, to yeah. a single kind of one size fits all app that these other companies are working with. So, uh, cross my fingers we can get it done, but we'll we'll see how it goes. So that's that's kind of the distinction with Skip Ace. Okay, and we're the best, simply the best, better than all the rest, mm. as the song goes. I, uh, which I don't know for sure because I really haven't used those other ones. I'm just going to say, yeah, just stake the claim. I'll just make bold claims. Yeah, just stake the claim. That's what I would do. Yeah, no doubt. Sounds like a good idea. All right. Uh, Real quick, I don't know if there's anything else to speak of, uh, but since we're here and I'm looking at it, I'm going to talk about uh, Waco. Of course, all the usual suspects. I think one of the questionables uh, may or may not still be Ricky Wysocki. I haven't seen or heard any of updates or posts from him. You mentioned earlier, yes, he, of course, wasn't at the All-Star, didn't play in the Memorial either uh, <clears throat> with his wrist and whatnot. I'm not sure where that's at at the moment, but we see Macbeth, Wysocki, Dickerson, McMahon, Burr, Heimberg, everyone you'd expect to see all signed up, ready to go. 116 players available or competing at Waco. And then on the FPO side, uh, 52 competitors. Uh, really, I think one of the biggest talking points for this weekend has to be the fact that we're going to see Kristen Tatar return. She's rated 988. Obviously, uh, you know, one of the, the, well, rated as the best in the world at the moment. And everyone's excited to see her. And if she's going to carry some of that 2022 momentum into 2023, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, ex- I can't imagine that you'd expect anything but that. Uh, her own Scoggins, who's now rated the second highest, uh, in the event at 977, then Paige Pierce, who we're also seeing return in her first competitive format, uh, super competitive format for the year. Uh, Missy Gannon, Evelina Solonen is going to be here. Valerie Mundahano, Katrina Allen, uh, Holland Hanley, Haley King, so on and so forth. Um, what am I? I am. I, I'm, where is? Uh, I know Vegas is the start of the tour. But it really feels like this is the start of the FPO tour yeah, because largely, you have you have Paige and Kristen. Yeah. And 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 obviously we're not putting any shade on Kat who who kicked everyone's butt at LVC. Sure. Of course but not. this is the first event where it really feels like you have the complete division. Everybody who's anybody is going to be here and probably for the next few events through at least the Texas Swing and probably up to about Champions Cup now. I am really excited to see what happens. Because the the true the storyline, and I guarantee you, the disc golf pro tour is going to hammer on it. I haven't been part of the production meetings because I'm not involved in Waco, but they're going to uh, 
shove the Tatar story probably down your throat. And the fact that she's back, how did she do last year? She's the reigning world champion. You know, she did not win here last year. Val Mondahano won this last year, and Val is not sure if she's going to play or not. I was going to say, yeah, she was she we, was sat out of Waco or uh, sat sat out of uh, LVC, but she did walk along at LVC, so Another that sister, would yeah. that would lead you to believe that her ankle isn't horrible, but there is a difference between being able to walk on something and being able to brace confidently on it. Um, even though it might be her left ankle that she doesn't necessarily brace on, so to speak, but you still push off of it. So there, it doesn't matter what ankle is hurt. Well, breaking ankle news, Ryan Draper is chiming in on the chat. Check your, check your, uh, your fantasy leagues, folks. Uh, Ryan Draper has reported that Val has dropped. Oh, okay. Val has dropped. Not surprising. You heard it here on Smashbox or probably five other places. You might have heard it. uh, Yes. Uh, Just just seeing now that Val has dropped, uh, according to our tournament director. He's a guy that would be in the know. What does he know? (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Excellent. Thank you very much, Mr. Draper. Um, That actually is a a, a pretty big deal because we talked about this earlier in the season. Those high ankle sprains, you know, Waco was the ambition ambitious spot to start but that could literally push out to as far as champions cup is what it kind of seems like i mean maybe longer but i think everyone really said if you're looking at the six to eight weeks that it would be to recover from that your champions cup could be the real true start so cross her fingers hopefully it's not that bad maybe she can get back by austin you know i'm sure she wants i'm sure she's like literally you know digging her heels in and wants to get out on the on that course especially for the Texas swing but uh, it's it sucks that she's not able to come back and defend after as well as she played last year but you know as we all say get healthy do what's right for yourself and your body you've got a long career ahead of you yeah and uh, Ryan also chiming in on the chat uh, talking about as we already mentioned a little earlier uh, Caroline Henderson uh, he says is going to break out even more at Waco that we should count at it. And that made me then jump over to the overall registration list to see out of the 52 women, and you talked about this earlier when it comes to mm-hmm. value picks and such, but out of 52 women, she comes in... It's like the eighth lowest rated like, or something. Yeah, roughly <laughs> the eighth lowest rated woman at 902. Clearly, that's one little snapshot in time and... With her dedication to the tour full time and everything that we talked about in the last couple of weeks since Vegas, we'll see that she uh, could very much speed up her overall progress and improvement. But she does come in as the eighth lowest rated woman at this event. Also, I'm noticing out there that uh, Ratana is playing and uh, she is the significant other of Eagle. And uh, I know that she's been playing for quite some time now, or for at least the last couple of years, and to see her play, I don't know how many pro tour events, and that's maybe what I don't I'm think she's played it. any pro. I maybe one ever, last year. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if she's ever. Uh, well, she's. I, I guess I didn't realize this. She did play at Vegas, and she also played at the Challenge at Goat Hill. So uh, it looks like she's playing more and more as well, which is awesome to see. Um, yeah, I didn't. I did not realize that. So. I guess which doesn't necessarily mean anything. Me not realizing something. I also didn't know you could, you know, make a grilled cheese with mayo. And apparently that's what the first suggestion on YouTube is. So 
I bet you it's that fancy, like like Epicurious or something, where you know, hey, this is the fancy way to do it instead of just butter. Yeah, something Andrew Zimmerman would be doing. Like he'd be mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, Chef Zimmerman says this, and does it like you said, some fancy professional way. It's probably some fancy mayo too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got time for that. I'm a disc golfer for crying out loud. I ain't buying no fancy mayo. Like you said, if it's not coming free in the packet at the <laughs> at the gas station, I can't afford it. <laughs> Uh, anyway yes as trevor says the upshot on 17 last year is iconic it will it will forever be known as as uh, probably the shot of the year last year yeah for that's sure. honestly the shot of the year uh, yeah for that or paul's putt on uh yeah <laughs> you know at, at worlds the, at that world championship place that that world's thingy either way all right I think we can wrap things up for the regular show. Does that sound uh, reasonable right about now? It does. We'll do two more giveaways in the after show. How many have we already done? Two giveaways so far. Holy cow. Two more to go. Two more to go. That is And I did did just re-download the the, the name, so I know there was one or two of you on the board that was like, hey, I just signed up. You're in there now. All right. Wow. Up to date. Two more giveaways. All right, folks, we're going to close it out. We're going to thank Gannon Burr yet again. I know he's he's had a busy few days on the mics and out on the course. We wish him the best of luck this weekend, along with his <laughs> his uh, supporting casts in uh, Alden Harris and uh, Gavin Babcock and all the others that also help keep him out on the road. We appreciate you guys equally. Um, thanks. Thanks to the Memorial. Thanks to my entire crew that was out there hustling around uh, capturing the footage. Thank you to all of the patrons all of the other supporters all of the sponsors that i had throughout the weekend um i'll continue to make plugs for people like double g's jerky and and the distinguished doodle and all of those that stepped up to support in any capacity uh, very much appreciate it it was that might be the biggest i'll ever go at the memorial and it, it was a good one to do so <clears throat> we'll see how next year's scheduling goes but uh it was so great to be out there and i do appreciate genuinely all the kind words and uh, encouragement and support that you guys gave uh, throughout the weekend we're going to close it for the regular show this has been smashbox tv's podcast 435 we're going to take just four a few moments 45 but 45 okay. Ah, okay you've I been you've one. been away for a while <laughs> it's been a while holy cow i'm that much out of tune uh we're going to take a few minutes stand down roll our credits of all of our incredible supporters uh, at that two dollar and above level or three dollar above level and two dollar and above thank you guys so much we'll stand down for a minute we'll be right back for the after show you step inside the Smashbox. thank you to our two dollar and above patrons your name is listed below in the credits If you are interested in being listed as a producer in the Smashbox TV credits and supporting this and other fine podcasts, please visit patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.